really, Who, what I really wish they would have. Uh, Durwidge, Einer, Freit, that black metal band. Yeah, I don't know them. <laughs> they're good, man. Nah. They're like they're like deaf heaven, but German. You know what nah. I'm saying? You'll know is you'll know you'll know exactly who they are. I've talked about them before and gushed over them. What made that noise? Uh, a deep breath. Ah. Uh, uh, that's what I'm talking about. That's the sound rectif- check. Rectifier of the solo head. So yeah, cue the music, Griffin. <clears throat> cue Me, the music. I had the music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do. You've always had it. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of Real Estate Podcast, episode 28. And this week, we what did we watch? Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Wait. Huh? <laughs> before, we, uh, before we get started on that, we have some tragic news to talk about. Tragic news? Yeah. What happened? She's the tragic news. <laughs> we lost three people. Well, that was expected. Well, yeah. As soon as the first one died, oh, now I remember. Yeah. Brains. Yeah. So we got Hugh Hefner, which, I mean, it's Hugh Hefner. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, mean, we had. He's living on borrowed time. I mean, he he was like, what, 98 and a half or something? Something like that. I mean, He he, he died with the secrets of the universe. I guess. I think it was all that, um, Young JJ keeping him. Hugh running. Hefner's like the I mean, Stan Lee he, of the porn he, world. He, he found the fountain of Excelsior uh, of internal <laughs> youth. That's for sure. Yeah, he knows what keeps his heart young. You know, or he did know. Any- I mean, um, I mean, how? I mean, isn't there has to be a level of of eccentricity to him? If I've even said that word right, of of. Living a lifestyle where you literally can wear that fucking robe wherever you want. There's at I least mean, three people Googling that word right now. <laughs> yeah. Corey White's one of them while he's driving, you know? <laughs> well, I mean, um, being eccentric, you know? like You got to tell me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, I mean, but he he kind of created a character, you know? Oh, Yeah. You know, I don't think that like him House with his Co, robe, Louis Loafers. Yeah, I don't think that was really no, him man. He per didn't dress like that all the time. Well, I mean, it was his job. Yeah, to sell the brand, right? Yeah. Well, so I mean, no. was that was that was that a fit? Like, was that just Hugh every day, or was that just Hugh when the camera was? I mean, on? every time I saw him, he was wearing that red house coat. Yeah. I pictured him sitting around reading the paper, smoking pipe tobacco in front of the fireplace in like in the summer, always fireplace, you know? Yeah. Reading well, the paper. Were, were you rich enough to afford wearing the same clothing every day? Well, you know, a little trivia about Just him. A new well, one. Who doesn't want to wear a house coat and house shoes all the time and be paid millions of dollars to do so? Like, Yeah, for real. I mean, he had the dream job. So yeah. was he... Was he the real dude? <laughs> eh, I don't know about that. Maybe not smoked as much weed, you know? I don't think he... Well, I mean... He's probably well, I mean, in this like time, and Molly. In, I mean, in this timeline, he's definitely the dude. In, the, uh, in our universe? 
I'll allow it. Uh, what was this? What was this trivia? Uh, the house that he lives in. You know, he sold the house a while back. Someone bought the house, but oh, he wow. he gets to live there until he dies. That was the deal. Yeah. And now the yeah, house will change hands. I'm almost certain that it's going to be like a museum or something. I mean, it needs to be. I mean, come on. Do you know? I mean, you can make some money. People like letting people pay to visit the Playboy Mansion. To like have people sex have parties the- there. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. No sex in the champagne room. I mean, that it's a, it's a staple of pop culture from what? The 50s onward? My whole life. Yeah. I mean, he created a brand and he exploited the fuck out of it whenever he could. You know, like he marketed the shit out of it. Yeah, he's a lot cooler than Larry Flynn. <laughs> That's a, uh, that movie's good though. Yeah. yeah. People versus Larry Flynn. Yeah, it's really good. I like yeah. that movie a lot. It was good. Who played Larry Flynn? It was the nose breather, Woody Harrelson. <laughs> I wonder if they're going to do a, a. Oh, I'm sure they will. Career. Who would you cast as? Uh, I would cast Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> uh, maybe Brian Cranston. Ooh, that wouldn't be bad, would it? No, he could pull it off. Yeah, or Leo. That's my well, throwback. Would be, that would be he like could his play middle, young Hefner. Yeah, his middle age Hefner. We got yeah. like Hefner getting it off the ground. Hefner. He's you know? the he's it, the catch me if you can uh, Hefner. Well, let's let's <laughs> make it a let's make it a dark comedy. Let's throw in uh, Jack Nicholson. Okay, he retired. Yeah, he can't remember lines. Yeah. Someone but saw him in a be, restaurant, like talking to himself, and he's very confused. Yeah. He's got a touch of dementia. What's your sad? Yeah, it is. You know what it is? All work All and drugs. no play. Yeah. Makes Jack a dull boy. <laughs> that tipped him over the edge. Yeah. All work and no play makes Adam a dull boy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what was it? I smell a rat. <laughs> when I say bury a man in the marsh. Yeah, you bury him in the, the fucking marsh. Not somewhere no. where every fucking Tom, Dick, and Harry can find him. Yeah, a guy walking his dog. <laughs> I love that. Where he's, uh, how's your, how's your mother? She's on her way out. We all are. Act accordingly. <laughs> I want that on a t-shirt. Yeah, we all. That's are. a bumper Act sticker. Co- yeah, for real. Anyway. So it's. It's a sad day, you know, yeah. after we lost He's, three. Yeah, that was one. Well, that was the last one we found. I think yeah. they all passed on the same on day. Sunday. Yeah. Sunday, bloody Sunday. Star killers. The Randy Quaid the, was white, right? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> the second one that we found out passed was Martin Landau. Sal Bandini. And uh, want to wrestle? <laughs> That was, it was kind of surprising. I actually didn't know. I thought he was already dead. <laughs> yeah, I'll me be too. Honest with like, you, well, I mean, well, 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 that's on the topic of death. I guess the most relevant, at least for this podcast, would have to be uh, George Romero. We're slowly away. working our way towards that. Yeah, Travis. That's where I was going with it. <laughs> Damn, we had a whole Martin Landau speech prepared. 
Yeah. <laughs> we're skipping it. Sorry. We were going to talk about all his huge accomplishments. Hey, I will say this. All of them older. Yeah. They're all old. Big bucket of win, right? I mean, yeah. Full they life. They made it. Yeah. He's, uh, Mark Landau has 177 acting credits. I mean, come on. I mean, he did work. You good know? actor. Very good. Yeah. Way better than Hugh Hefner. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Do we know um, what killed? I mean, what did Hugh Hefner? What does anybody know? No. Uh, Old age. I'll look at Let's chalk it up to age. I bet it's pneumonia. Think so? I don't know. Old people catch that. It's a fucking death sentence, man. Well, let's see what we have here. I bet he died at Cedar Sinai, too. Wait, what? These are articles from 2016. That's the first time he died. Um, That was the first time I caught syphilis. I mean, this one's from 2014. Jesus Christ. He's one of those death hoax people. Like, yeah, they always say that he's dead. It was, um, let's see right here. Uh, says Hefner was not doing well. Uh, a source says he looks like he is down to around 90 pounds and super sick. His people are really trying to keep this under wraps. You even have to sign a confidentiality agreement to go up to see him. I th- I, I mean, he may have been sick or something, you know. Oh, but I'm it's, sure he's old, man. I mean. Yeah. He lived. He He did it. Yeah. So, uh, do we know how Martin Landau passed? Nah, I mean, I'm just guessing that he was old. Like, I mean, he was around the same age, right? I mean, he was, let's see. Old. 89. Yeah. Let's see, heart attack. Oh. Martin Landau passed because of a heart attack. And Sucks. some trivia here. Um, Bella Lugosi passed as a from a heart attack, and he played Bill Lugosi. He looked like him. He did. It's creepy. I was going to bring that up. He was actually, I don't know if he won, but he was, uh, he got a nod for his performances. Bill Lugosi. That's a good movie. Weird movie. Yeah, it is. But it's, you know. I ain't hating on it. It's just weird. It's got a weird tone. (laughs) You know what I mean? Well, it's speaking Burt movies. So. Yeah. Speaking hey, well, of tones. Yeah. Death tones. <laughs> do, 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 do. Or however that rhythm went. Well, oh, we got to finish. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. We skipped the intro. I don't know why we skipped the intro. What happened there? Am I going to put it in later? Oh, I thought you were doing the intro. We, I was doing it. And y'all stopped me. And we went into this. Oh yeah. Well, I was we just, just going to roll go. with that. <laughs> well, after that, we can go into into the movie. What? Yeah, like what? Like whatever you do, it you know, because you let us in, and then we'll talk about the deaths, and then we'll go into the movie. Okay. Yeah. But we didn't finish the intro. Oh. Yeah, you're right. They don't know who we are. Well, if they don't know by now, then Fuck shit. <laughs> I'll probably Put cut that out. Is. I was just wondering. 
I yeah. thought maybe we were going to do this and then cue the music and then go into it. Now I know. I'll just leave it like that. Shit, we could. We could do that. No, it's all right. All right. That's the first time well, for I, everything. <laughs> well, <laughs> our last uh, our last passing was the incredible, the pioneer of the zombie genre. Fucking zombie flick. Yes. There would be no Walking the, Dead. No. George There'd Romero. There'd be no Negan Lean. No. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're, yeah, you're right. Um, He's the guy that's responsible for breaking my psyche as a child. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he produced... Everything. And I don't, well, I don't mean produced, like, literally, but he created, like, one of the best trilogies that have nothing to do with one another except for the title dead in them. You know what I mean? They're so good. You know, Dawn of the dead is great. Night of the living dead, of course is great. And day of the dead is. Did you end up with any, his memorabilia? Was that, was that someone else? I, I ended up with memorabilia from the movie, but not his. Okay. Did they have any of that there? No, because Uh I only got it. Um, but, <laughs> like, I would have paid whatever. Yeah. Um, no, I got uh, John Russo, the the guy that co-wrote Night of the Living Dead's autograph. Um, Which is awesome. Yes, yes, it is. Uh, he also did Creep Show, which is one of my favorite horror oh, movies. Oh, yeah. Um, he he directed that, and it was, you know, of course, written by Stephen, Stephen King. Yeah. So. Really good. That's the movie and, with uh, Superman in it, right? Superman in that? Um, no. What's his name? Fucking Reeve. He's not in that? No. What movie am I thinking about? I'm thinking about the movie with him and Michael Caine. Creep show. I okay, I remember this movie. The one with the fucking Crip Keeper on the front taking the tickets. Okay. Yeah. It's like it's a bunch of little things put together. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a bunch it's of like little Twilight stories. Zone. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. But um tells five terrifying tales. I mean uh it's good. George Romero is great. Yeah. Um he found his thing and he stuck to it, that's for sure. You know Did he create the zombie? Flick though was that him? I mean, it's debatable. Was, there, was there anything before that? Well, there was undead or brainwashed, you know, quote unquote. Um, was it scary? Well, it like white zombie. You know, there was like zombie like, but he was the first one that actually created like an apocalyptic type setting. Yeah, did he come with, up with the brain eating thing? Did they do that um, I before? Think, I think that the that came from Return of the Living Dead or something uh-huh. like that, where they were eating brains. I mean, yeah, because in Night of the Living Dead, they didn't. No, it was real. You know, less was more. How good is Night of the Living Dead? Yeah, I watched that when I was a little kid, man. Bad yeah, idea. That movie, that movie gave me nightmares for a long time. You know as a what child. fucking makes it worse is that it's in black and white. Yeah. For some reason, it's super creepy because there's no color. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, well, I mean, well, you know, everybody knows his his one of his signature shots is just the light in the like in the dark room, yeah. scanning over the area and just what you only see what the light reveals, and that's just really, really cool. Yeah. I mean, he was a pioneer, man. You know. And he not only is that, but he kind of got fucked over, you know, the whole rights to the Night of the Living Dead and all that stuff, did you he? know, like, yeah, it's public domain. Well, how he did doesn't that make any, He doesn't make any money off of off of that, or never made money off. Um, like a fucking student film or something? Why did that happen? He didn't have a good lawyer. Well, all right, here, I'll, I'll tell you what I can find here. Um, prior to the release of the film in 68, uh, zombie movies focused on voodoo zombies, which meant living victims that were turned into slaves by supernatural forces, like White Zombie, which was released in 1932. Night of the Living Dead changed that by rebranding the zombie into an undead killer that hungers for human flesh. Um, the first prints of Night of the Living Dead didn't use the title we know it as today. Instead, it referred to the movie as Night of the Flesh Eaters, one of the working titles of the movie. However, before release, the title was changed to its more familiar version. But when changing the title card, the distributor forgot to put the copyright notice on the final print. Oh, Though that would not be a large scale issue today and because of the copyright act of 1972 in 1968, that meant the movie was not protected by copyright and instead was placed immediately into the public domain. Oh shit. As a result, reports say that George Romero, the movie's co-writer and director saw little to no money despite it grossing over some over 30 million. He lost millions. The distributor, allegedly the company that made the mistake, kept all the money. That's fuck, dude. They did that on purpose. Says despite the legal flub, the movie was still a major success. Shot on a budget of one hundred and fourteen thousand dollars, the movie was still yeah. The movie was still a commercial success, and it seemed Romero was destined to make a series of great sequels based off of it. Wow, man! Um, I mean, probably how the biggest up- movie of his career. Yes, and he got zero dollars from the fucking company, dude. I bet they did that on purpose. I bet he they saw the chance and they were like, "Ooh, hmm." yeah." They should have cut a check, man, to make up for that because it was the their fault, right? I mean, yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure that company either got bought out or dissolved not long after that. Yeah. So, you know, that's fucked, man. Yeah, exactly. It's like you know, writing music and somebody just stealing it. Right off of YouTube and claiming it yeah. as their own. Pretty, Pretty much, much what happens. You know? Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to throw this out <laughs> there. I can cut it out if, you know, we all, you know, don't want to do this, but that could be our first commentary movie. I think we should. Because it's public domain and now we can, we have a reason to fucking pay tribute. Yeah. Just out of respect, you yeah. know? Because, I mean, it is a great movie. It's a pioneer. Like I said, it came out, what, 1968? It's like, one of the first movies ever, right? That's the first movie yeah. I ever saw with a fucking zombie in it. Well, not only that, but it was one of the first movies that had uh, African-American lead. Oh, yeah. A lead in it, you know, and he was 
Dwayne Jones is his name. He was fucking incredible. Yeah. You know, and you were you were really rooting for that guy. To well, the that fitter. scene at oh, the yeah. end when his eyes were all like white. Yeah, it's like, damn. You know what fucked me when I was a kid? The fat farmer dude. Yeah, right. That fucked with me. I did not like that. <laughs> and they went outside, and that dude was like getting up. He's wearing like he was wearing like overalls. Yeah, fat the, farmer. Um, Y'all know what I'm talking about? Yeah. The scene. Boss hog. Um. Well, the scene at the end after the events of the house take hold and everything, when it shows the shots of people kind of doing the cleanup and you see some of them hanging from trees, you know. Like the yeah, day after. Of bodies. Yeah, like yeah, that, for some reason, that, that, that shit like stuck with me for years. And like I would always have dreams of shit like that. And it was just... I mean, that movie was terrifying for me as a kid. Yeah, but it's one one of those movies that I constantly watched. I didn't never have – I had a copy of oh, it. I own it. Later, like later on, but I used to watch it all the time when it came on TV. All the time. Oh, I didn't yeah. care if it had commercials or not because it's just one of the – it's like um, – Sucks you in. Well, not only that, but it's like every – Coming for you, Barbara. It's like every low-budget – you know, horror movie or a low budget movie of any type. Like they had a hundred and fourteen thousand dollar budget on it, and it still holds up today. They did work. You know? Oh, it's still super fucking creepy. Yeah, it holds I up, mean, man. It'll stand the test it, of time. Yes. So hats off to you, Mister Romero. Thank you for bringing us the zombie genre, except Walking Dead. But yeah. thank you. Thanks for the Negan lean. Yeah, for real. Right? I like that. Yeah, I mean, he, Dawn of the Dead, man. I've I've watched it as much, if not more, than yeah. Night of the Living Dead. It is so good, man. Oh yeah, yeah. It's got it's got fucking sex machine in it at the end. Yeah, busting up on a motorcycle, no big deal, you know. Yeah, I mean, and and I mean, Day of the Dead was was one I I'd watched just as much as well. Like, yeah, I watched it, but I didn't watch it as much as the the first two. His uh, next one, movie was going to be Dead of the Dead. <laughs> well actually uh i believe he he was either in the middle of shooting another of the dead film oh. or he had just finished it actually i hope they release it see the last one that he directed came out in 2009 survival of the dead was and dead in every title yeah he had uh that was survival his thing? Of the, yeah survival of the dead diary of the dead land of the dead he he directed the dark half I didn't know that. Have you ever seen that? No. That Stephen, it's uh, based off of a Stephen King. No. No, it's pretty good. Never it's heard good. of it. I, I like it. I mean, it's cheesy, but it's good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, see, the, of course, he did Creep Show, Dawn of the Dead. Um, he did a TV movie documentary called O.J. Simpson, Juice on the Loose. <laughs> my, <laughs> That's my, weird. My, yeah, might have to track that down. You yeah, know what I mean? It's probably on YouTube in full nine parts. It's from, it's from 1974, so this was before oh, he was man. actually on the loose. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's the prequel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he still had that white Bronco. It's yeah. like, fuck, man. So hats off to you, George. George Romero, thank you for entertaining the shit out of me and frightening the hell out of us when we were kids. When we were you know? kids, man. Yeah, I can't believe my mom let me watch that shit. 
Yeah, for real. She did it right? just to scare me. Yeah. She's, she's, like, she's talking. Shit. Yeah, she's talking to her friends. Watch how scared I make this little motherfucker. <laughs> like, play on fuck. it. <laughs> but even when you was a kid, you're like, oh, "What's man. happening?" Yeah, that's the first zombie movie I remember watching. Yeah, for sure. It was great, man. Yeah. So uh, that's depressing. I mean, I wanted to go ahead and get that out of the way because you yeah. know. It's it's a sad week when it, when anybody that you know you admire and respect passes, it's always a bad day. I was bombed after I heard that, you know. But um, I can always throw in a copy of Night of the Living Dead, and uh, it'll live on forever. Yeah, and enjoy it just like the first time I watched it. You know, he definitely made his mark. Hats off to him, man. So happy Polly Lodges. Well, I guess yeah. it's, it's a it's a prime example of how brilliant filmmaking is. I mean, you get to create a story visually, and then you know whether it's something no one ever goes back to for a light. Whether you're the most obscure film in the world uh, or or not, you know, like that, that's a weird, it's it's another form of immortality, you know, kind of like with recording music. Any of the arts, that's what that yeah. is, you know? Yeah. Well, not only that, but he doubled down. He created an entire genre. Yeah, double down to the dead. Yeah. <laughs> it's like double down is the blackjack version of Dawn of the Dead, you know? Yeah. Double down. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we what did we watch? Uh, one of my favorite oh, movies. No. No, <laughs> one of my favorite movies of all time ever. Close Encounters, baby. Yeah, of the Close third kind. Of the third kind. Um, What's the first and the second kind? Well, the first one. Hold on, I'll pull it up. Is there a list? Yeah, yeah. I was it, just kidding. It's actually, it's actually a level of uh, interaction with super stuff. Okay. Well, right, I mean, so this then, this was a fucking close encounter. This is like a picnic. Okay, as close as you can get. Close encounters of the first kind is visually sightings, visual sightings of an unidentified flying object, Check. seemingly le- less than five hundred feet away, that show an appreciable angular extension and considerable detail. Uh, a close encounter of the second kind is a UFO event in which a physical effect is alleged. He got sunburnt like a motherfucker. Yeah, so they worked their way up to it. Yes. Through the movie. Uh, That's what was going on here. The third kind is uh, UFO encounters in which an animated creature is present. I want to bring this sunburn back up because uh, <laughs> this is the first time that I've watched like a high quality a version of the film. Uh, whenever he goes back out that night, after it all yeah. happened, he goes out there and all those people are there. You yeah. could tell, you know, it was it was dark. It was a night shoot. You know, when it's dark like that, they lay the he- the makeup on very heavily. Like, oh, you can see it shit shining. was so <laughs> fucking loud, man. It was it was ridiculous how dark it was. I was like, dude, ten minutes ago it wasn't that dark. Like, what happened? They laid that he- makeup on thick. Yeah, I saw some over. shit that should not be. Oh, oh shit! I did, well, man. While I was watching the movie, what what you got? Whenever she gets in the car, she's got the kids. She's telling the kids lock the doors. Yeah, the camera's in the back. I think they had like a station wagon or something, a Bronco, yeah. something like that. The camera's in the back, you know, and you can see all the kids and her. And she's 
leaning across the passenger seat to lock the door, right? Well, her yeah. door's unlocked. Yeah. He walks up to the he he walks up to the window. It cuts to him. Door's locked. Yeah. She never locked it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it happened. It happened off screen. You know. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, yeah. because she was still reaching over. Nah, man, it's some shit that should not be. Yeah. But we'll, we'll let know. it slide because it was like what? What year was 1978? it? 1978. I mean, come on. 1977. Let's talk about how good fucking Richard Dreyfus is. I mean, I can't say it enough that this dude is like my fucking spirit animal. Well, he you made know? the movie. Oh, yeah. I mean, if it was I mean, anyone else, yeah, it wouldn't be the same. Like, no, he's perfect. When he goes crazy and starts throwing plants and shit in the in the window, I'm just like, this <laughs> yeah. is nuts, man. Like, yeah, well, he he's able to portray like insanity. Oh yeah, but but in like a fun kind of, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you can tell he's going off the deep end. He yeah. knows it, but but he's so wrapped up in like figuring out what the hell he's doing. You know. Mm-hmm. It's just um it's it's just crazy, man. Like my thing is is did so whenever the aliens showed up, okay, l- let's start from the top, okay? Um he's a he works for what, the power company yeah. or something? Now who else you know got a desk lamp in their car? And a fucking map that he had a full blown desk lamp, dude. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I saw and that and was, I was like, fucking right. And he just parks in the middle of the road all the time. Yeah, it's just like fuck a it. No fucks given. No, he cuts his desk shit. lamp on. <laughs> yeah, he pulls that. That's so cool when he pulls that map out. I wish I had a map like that, a little fucking retractable map when I was delivering pizzas. You know, yeah, I'm just like pulling it out. Like, okay, I'm here. I'm here. Yeah. Okay, you are Pull here. Back up. Yeah, right. Um, so the power goes out. He gets called out to. Um fix the power before that happens like he's at home and like his kids are raising so much hell dude <laughs> i mean they don't give a fuck he's out trying to figure out why the fucking power went out everywhere and he gets fucking almost abducted like his truck almost gets abducted right pretty cool scene was- for 1979 that was a real dude. The effects in this movie hold up. Well, when opinion. I was watching it, I'm like, they turned that truck upside down. Yeah, that's the only way they can yeah. get that back. I then. mean, we're talking practical yeah. effects. Yeah, out the yang, you it's know, practical as you can get. <laughs> like picking his ass up and spinning him, you know. Um, I don't know the budget, and then, but they go to a lot of places in this movie. Yeah, they do. Let me see. I'll pull the budget up real it quick. It had like Indiana um, Jones locations. Yeah, right. Dr. Um, Jones. Dr. Jones. Uh, if my internet will pull some shit up. Damn. All right. The the budget. What do you think the budget was? 1977. I'm going to say $15 million. Travis said, uh, what would you say? $10 million, Trav? Yeah. You're going to fucking price this right my ass. <laughs> the actual budget was 20 mil. Damn. And guess how much it grossed? There's no telling, man. 128. Holy shit. Yeah. That's James Cameron money in 79. Yeah. No, oh, that's fucking Spielberg money. Yeah, he did. He did. Damn. Yeah. He's doing work in this movie. 
Yeah. Camera work uh, was amazing. The effects were amazing. Oh, man. The scenes, the, score, the shots. Yeah. All right. Truck flips upside down. The lights run past him and he starts chasing. No, the light comes down and he looks out the truck and it, you know, that's when he gets the sunburn. Fire in the sky. Yeah, yeah, fire in the sky right then. And then they they fly off and he's chasing them, almost hits the little boy. People are waiting for this shit to happen. The cops are chased, you know, they're out there trying to figure out what the hell's going on. And then he has like a fucking breakdown. Oh, yeah. Like, what would you? Well, that's the thing that gets me. Is it the breakdown because he saw something that he can't explain? My my take on it was like they, which they cover it in the movie. They imprint something into their. It touched him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like he flew flew too close to the sun and left a fucking birthmark on it. You Uh know? Well, they and, picked uh, him. Yeah. So that that's my thing. Everybody that, because they said there was, what, 15 people that showed up there? Yeah, but he's the only one that made it back there yeah. other than the woman. Yeah. And she got what she wanted. Yeah, yeah. So, so they're saying by this, you know, all those people show up there. They're going to go with the aliens. And live for a while. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you saw something like this and it imprinted something in your brain where you had to get to this mountain, would you go? I mean, you know, it's hard to tell. We could we can sit <laughs> here and say yeah. Yeah. But it was definitely you know, this movie was different. It didn't have the arrival vibe. No, not at but all. But arrival was like kinda like this movie. Yeah. Just a little a bit more. Of, like, yeah. Arrival was this movie's fourth act for yeah, the exactly. whole movie. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, it's like, you know, I, I listened to that Arrival episode. We talk about ghosts. We talk about aliens and stuff, you know. You know, talk about if we saw certain shit, how would it affect us and all this. But, like, if I got something imprinted into my brain like that, my first question is like, you know, when you get too high, yeah, <laughs> you're like, is it ever going to stop? Uncomfortably you know? high, yeah, and you're afraid that you're going to be stuck that way forever, yeah, or for that the next thirty my... minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just oh, feels I guess like a... I guess you have to chase it because if not, then you just live the rest of your life like being building fucking mud mountains in your damn living room. <laughs> you know? Yeah, drinking so, Budweiser and. Taking the woman's wire that she's using to keep her fucking ducks hemmed in, you know, like (laughs) I will pay you, man. I was like, her ducks are gonna get loose. (laughs) I was worried about those ducks, man. I was like, no. (laughs) You know how hard it is to hem a duck, you know? I mean, dude, they could jump over that shit. Yeah, for real. I mean, they can't fly, but they can jump. They can glide, you know. Yeah, get at least enough. They get a run and start. Yeah, well, they had enough room in the pen. There's too many of them. Yeah, dude. It's like, it's like 18 that of them. That pen wasn't know. regulation size. <laughs> no. Know? And w- where was their water at? You know? <laughs> I don't know. I I'm mean, calling fucking bullshit on the... <laughs> call it animal rights. Yeah, PETA. <laughs> so, uh, what was you saying, Trav? 
I was just I was just gonna say the movie does a good job of appealing to either approach to to that type of scenario. Like the movie builds up this weird tension. Oh yeah. Where you could either be you can it can either be a, a, a fearful tension or like a holy crap it's aliens you know. If I'm making any kind of sense. Yeah. Yes. He knew I, what it was. He just wanted to know if it was real. Yeah. That's what he said. Well not, well, not only that, but he wanted to know what it meant. Yeah, why? Yeah, like why, now, did, they, why did they Now one thing about this film that like kind of was a small drawback for me is that all these crazy things happen, but like it's classic Spielberg slow build. You didn't yeah, like they, it? They slowly no, build uh, towards that fourth act, and the fourth act is short. Yeah. It is short. I know what you mean. I'm not like, dogging I, it, but I still I still enjoyed the film. But that's just that's just like that's one of Spielberg's that happens in almost every one of his movies. Are you gonna, it's just Are you gonna give it three stars? Oh definitely. It's one of the, it's one of the it's one of the like quintessential alien movies to watch. So would you have liked to cut out some of the chuffa? Like if you went in and re edited it, let's say that there was like two hours more footage that ta- took place like would the aliens show up and stuff? So, would you cut out some of the chuffa of them like trying to get there and all that shit and replace some of that and add more to the Him fourth act? Building like 10 different mountains. You know, what was it? Devil's Tower? Yeah. I Devil's. I, well, see, the, the thing is, is that no, I don't necessarily have a different way I would have like made that movie because that, I mean, the movie was well made in and of itself, but like, with the fourth act, not necessarily it was longer. I, I don't know. I guess it just. I guess it did what the movie was meant to do: leave you wanting more. Less is more. That's that's Spielberg's thing. I mean, it's it pay it paid off because I guess maybe that's one of the reactions that that were intended. Who knows? Well, at the end, it said Richard Dreyfus will return in ET. <laughs> on the director's <laughs> cut, but they cut that out. Oh, really? <laughs> no. <laughs> Wouldn't that be amazing? Yeah. Shared universe. <laughs> yeah, right. But less is more. Um, That's Spielberg's thing. Well, it's almost like I I guess I would have liked I guess I would have liked more of the aliens. Of, uh, well I mean I'm content with the way the movie ended. I don't have like a, a quarrel with it or really anything other than that. I, w- I wanted to see more of Dreyfus kind of losing it. Uh, I kind of would have liked to have like seen more than just he went him pretty bad shit the- crazy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was he was two sheets from being fucking. Do you read Sutter Kane? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, like I don't I don't know. I guess it's really it's hard to pick apart a movie that's so high regarded, but at the same time, like. No, that's what we I remember. I remember one thing. I would, I remember as I, when I watched it this go around, it was a fresh eye viewing. Like I it's vaguely remembered it from childhood. It's been a while. Do what? It's been a while. Yeah. And, but I do remember <laughs> that it was one of those films that involved toys starting up by themselves and 
Yeah. Those freak me out. Like, this has been a night of me admitting to stuff that freaked me out as a kid, apparently. <laughs> but, Puppet Master. But check. anyway. <laughs> uh, toy Story. Check. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> you wasn't about Woody? No, was dude. I was Sid. I, I was Sid as a kid, dude. My toys were <laughs> Sid me as a up. kid. Oh, shit. That's a shirt. Sid as a kid. Um, no, man, if I had, if I had to change anything about it or if there's anything that I'd like to see more or anything like that, um, I mean, really there's not much that I would personally go in because I, I read in an interview with Spielberg, he said, if he made that movie today, then he would have completely cut out like his family loading up and leaving. Yeah. But I think that adds more to it. Yeah, the guy's losing everything. Yeah, And he doesn't give a fuck. Well, I mean, I guess in the end, just seeing the aliens was supposed to be the big profound moment. You mean E.T.? Like that that was the... Yeah, I mean, that was... To me, that that was the spectacle of the film, you know? And they went all in on those ships, man. Yeah. They were fucking putting a show on. It was like damn Super Bowl halftime show, like up in there. Like, <laughs> but, oh, uh, man, that thing like, looked. Hey, I'm pretty sure there's a connection. There's got to be a connection because when that final alien comes out, you know, like smiles at does, does the hand thing. It looks just like ET, man. It Doesn't might it? be. Well, it's yeah, not. Yeah. It's not the ET. Yeah, of course. Elliot. It's not that one. <laughs> but it, it's the same design. It's the same. Yeah. I mean, this ship was rocking three different types of aliens. If we're going to really nerd out, that's really just, that's not E.T., sadly. What do you mean? E.T. is in canon, part of the Star Wars universe, and they're in a but, galaxy far, far away. I know, because they show them at that big meeting. But the whole thing of the Star Wars universe is they can't leave the galaxy. But it's the like, same. They only... They can only travel within it. I like, mean, if you look at E.T. and look at that guy, they're like the same character design. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like when they show his full body, I'm like, that's what E.T. looked like. But here's the thing. What was up with Slender Man? <laughs> How creepy was that thing moving? I was like, that's it. It showed. Well, it's like we had that. We had the Munchkin adventure that happened. <laughs> Which were a bunch then, of kids. Dressed up like aliens. Uh, but three different races. Like, were they interstellar carpooling? No, nah, man. I think it's just like they're a little, you know. That they, That's the only way you can take the HOV lane in space. Well, <laughs> well my, thing, <laughs> my, my, my thing is, is that was the biggest ship of all of them. It was wow. huge. Like, like tons of aliens living on that thing. Well, it's like they drop down and they go, join the party, y'all, yeah. but only a few. And Collect those guys the whole are like, well, set. well <laughs> you know, Shit, I've, been carving your mount- I've been carving your mountain and painting it all the whole movie. I guess I'll go. Well, they, they well, picked I mean, him. They picked him to come there. Yeah. That's why those 15 people, they would have probably let all of them on. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, I mean, when dude said, when the scientist said they deserve to be here more than we said he was envious. Well, do you think that... Uh, he knew he was going to get to go. 
Well, yeah. Well, not only that, but do you think that if uh, he brought his family, like if they were all in on this, the family would have got to go? His wife was like Skyler. Or like, or like, or like <laughs> well, what if there, what if, would there have been a scene where they try to stop him? The alien sees that they're like, hey, you're taking something from us. And maybe like some, you know, go interstellar where love is universal. And the fucking alien's like, you know what? Bring the whole family. Why the hell not? Yeah. HOV. <laughs> all right. Well, yeah, I mean, you know. What was cool was that they returned all these people that went missing years ago. Yeah. That was the, them bringing the planes back. And, and, and they the barely ship. aged. Yeah. Bringing all that shit back and dropping it off beforehand. That was so cool, man. That was because it taps into like every um it taps into like our own like our 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 actual real life alien lore you know yeah exactly i mean and and it's just cool to see that kind of being represented a little bit you know the only thing that would have made it better is if elvis would have came out at the end you know (laughs) he's like the king yeah. Oh. They put the concert on with all those ships. That's what's going on, man. That's like a he, he, stage show. He slowly he slowly he slowly descends out of that ship and you see him in a pose with like his all white, the, cape on. Uh, the special, you know, He's that got he the did. Cape and the cane. Oh shit. And the 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 ship starts the lights, you know, and it's like that's what they were trying to play. What song do you think Elvis would have played? That song. That's his intro. I think it, no, I think it had been Burning Love. Burning oh, Love. Honka, honka. And, and then love. it cuts to Dreyfus and half his face is fucking sunburned. <laughs> or, or wait, since they all got tapped with brain, like in their brain and stuff, like he'd be singing Suspicious Minds. One of the coolest <laughs> uh, scenes in the movie is when that kid opens that door. Oh, my and God. the light shines through. What was really cool is when the light comes through that keyhole. Yeah. And I was like, what a great shot. Like... <laughs> How long did it take him to get that perfect? Yeah, with a key, with a light be, comes to that keyhole and he opens it, and it's like, what? There needs to be a recut of this film where someone goes in, and every time an alien scene happens, um, replace the music with the X Files. <laughs> oh shit! Now, now, now. If they play that at the end, did they play the Jaws theme? Yeah, they did. Yeah, I thought it that's was, what that was. I mean, but. If if there's two things about this movie, doesn't matter if you've seen it or not, that you know about the 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 pota- mashed potato mountain, mashed potato mountain, yeah, and that those five notes, yeah, you hear those. Well, also, well, also the kid, the kid opening the door, yeah, yeah. So there's three. I wish I had a painting of that kid opening that door. Yeah. You know. I would Get hang Dan Mumford to do it. Oh, dude. I'm going to email him. Yeah. So, um, I mean, just, I don't know what else to say, man. I love this movie so much. I watched it so many times, you know, it just taps in. Cause this is the first movie that the aliens aren't hostile. It's not like a fucking planet wide, you know, takeover. It's, it's- it's just a movie about contact. Yeah, it, it's one of it's one of the first movies I ever saw. This and the Abyss, the first two movies where it's like 
aliens exist. We're going to play into all these theories about aliens and alien abductions and, you know, missing planes and all this crazy nonsense. We're going to play into that and we're going to make it real. You know, we're not going to make it scary. I mean, it is, there's some parts that is scary, but you know what I mean? Like it's not a horror movie, you know, it's just, it's just incredible. uh, Family film all the way. Yeah. It's just enough, enough sync with just enough bounce. You know what I mean? Well, it's just enough of everything. Yeah. It's definitely what I would consider an everything movie. Like, yeah. Is it a, I mean, if you had to put this in your favorite sci-fi films, would it make the top 10? Definitely top 10. Yeah. As that list gets smaller, you know, there's, I mean, there's a lot of fucking sci-fi movies that are, you know. Yeah. But it's definitely, it it might make the top five. Maybe. (laughs) I need to look at the list and be like, ah. That's what we need to do sometime is make a, a list of our favorite top 10 favorite sci-fi films of all time. All time. So I just, uh, I don't know. I just, when I was a kid, I was super fascinated with aliens. I was super big into X-Files and all that kind of stuff. And this just kind of took that and ran with it. You know what I mean? Right. I love it, man. I don't. I mean, I don't really have much else to say about it besides that. Richard Dreyfuss, though, you know. I wish I could hug that guy for making well, that it's, movie. <laughs> it's one of those. It's one of those movies where definitely, it's definitely a masterclass, and less is more for sure. And then, like, give him a big reveal at the end. Hell, it's a masterclass, and. Uh, cinematography, like it, it hits everything almost to a T perfect, you know, acting. I mean, it's just, it's, you can tell it's a budget well spent. Yeah, for real. I mean, if I had $20 million, Richard Dreyfuss is in whatever I'm putting together, you know, I would love, I would love a painting of the, uh, the, the mothership, I guess. Yeah, that thing looks so cool. Really, it turns when when you see the underside of it, and it like it's like that blue. Yeah, like it was just it was crazy. And that fucking ramp needs some like grip tape or something on it. Everybody's just sliding <laughs> down that ramp like. Yeah. <laughs> um, the the alien at the end looked like motion capture. Yeah. Did you see the jumpy frames? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it shows like. Communication through music, right? Like that's how that that was the start of that. Instead of arrival, where they're trying to figure out like a language and stuff, this thing was kind of communicating with them through those tones, right? Yeah. So, like, I would I wish they would have kind of taken that idea and ran with it, and, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, well I mean, arrival, where, arrival had a really cool communicating... idea. The, what you call it? So, y'all want to rate it? Do I? Yeah. What do you I'll think? go first. All right. Give it a gold star. 
I already own the movie on DVD, so I bought it. Would you rebuy it? Uh, I mean, I mean, yeah. It's one that, you know, of course you're going to get a decent deal on it because it's, you know, old as fuck. <laughs> right. You know, they made their yeah. money back a long time ago, like when it came out. Yeah. But uh, I wouldn't mind owning it on Blu-ray. Yeah. I'd pick it up on Blu-ray. It looked good on Blu-ray. Those spaceships look crazy. Like, it looked really good. I think the last time I watched it, it's been a while for me. Right. Uh, what about you, Trav? What you got? Um, I give it a full one. You, um, give, it, you get the, give it three stars? Oh, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to do the same. I'm going to give it the full star. I mean, like I said, you know. Well, I mean, the one of my favorite parts in the film is when they're communicating with the music and things get really weird. Yeah. There's just that weird conversation that you really have no idea what they're, what's being said. Yeah. Or oh, maybe it was just, or maybe it was just a show of harmony, I guess. I think it was, uh. They were telling all the government secrets right there. They just haven't translated it, you know? <laughs> like, that's what that was about. So, like, we're fixing the fuck on y'all. Y'all don't know. Gigantor. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to give it the gold star. I enjoyed it. Uh, I think that if you haven't seen it, of course, you need to see it. It's amazing how many people, like, our age and younger that haven't seen it. Oh man. <laughs> A know? lot. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Yeah. What do you mean? Richard Dreyfus? They're like, who? I'm like, get the fuck out of my house. Yeah. And <laughs> my life. Yeah. What, a, you know, what about Bob? You know, get out We're of my house. Stuff. What about Bob? I, one of the, one of the first movies, uh, the very first movie I saw, this was, I saw this before I saw Jaws was down and out Beverly Hills. With That's Richard Dreyfus and oh, what's his name? Uh, God damn, you know, like what's his name? <laughs> um, shit, what is his name? Uh, Nick Nolte. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that Richard Dreyfus always plays a really good asshole dad. Like, yeah, just a prick, man. What about Bob? Like, great actor. I wasn't yeah. a fan of his uh, Dick Cheney though. Ugh. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. He's has he done anything? So, he's working yeah. on stuff. I think this is a first, guys. Huh. Were there any bad lieutenant decisions in this film? I was about to bring that up. Yes. First bad lieutenant decision: not watching your fucking kid. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> you know why she just let it walk up to the door and when the kid grabbed the door she like walked to the edge of the, the doorway and just like looked at him like no yeah it's like dive <laughs> for something they want know? the kid like she was like no 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 they're like pushing the screws through the vent on the floor like yeah why did they want the kid I mean cause he's easy to get, I guess. Yeah, well, I mean, they're aliens, dude. You can't really blame the mom, man. Like they were going to get that kid one way or another. Yeah. Well, they gave him back though. Yeah. They just want to check <laughs> him out. <laughs> See what he's about. Yeah. 
<laughs> with that smell like yeah. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to say, well you know the dad's not around maybe this is like the first time they ran into a single mother they want to scan his brain or something see see if the kid's traumatized well, or anything. he was drawing the mount the he was drawing the the pictures too like yeah was it devil's tower is that what it's called what was that thing devil's called Peak. i think it was devil's, devil's tower devil tower like yeah, I think that's it. Because on the map, I think it when they like when the guy was like, I used to be a map reader, and this is latitude and longitude. You know, and on that map they had it right there in the middle. It said Devil's Tower. Yeah, it's like is this Google Earth? What yeah. the fuck? <laughs> Pre Google Earth. Yeah, it prints the names on the fucking thing. Um, I'd say that what not watching the kid, keeping an eye on the kid was a bad lieutenant. Which I know it's nineteen seventy seven, but damn, you know. When something breaks in your house to like raid your refrigerator, you can't figure <laughs> out what the hell happened. That's when it's time to they some... waste it. Yeah, they just throw it in the floor. Yeah, and they cut it. your vacuum cleaner on. Yeah, it's like that's not even plugged up. Yeah, how's that happen? Uh, Battle Lieutenant Decision Number Two was. Um... Oh wait, was you talking about when she let the kids stand in the road? I'm talking about everything to do with I mean, that the kid. road was fucking too much, though. Like, yeah. Like, come on. And how the hell can she not catch up to her child? For like, real? this dude's, yeah, this dude's legs is like well, a like third. Two of her steps would be like eight of his. Yeah, so just. Did fucking, you see the way he walked when he came out at the end? He was yeah. straight up tiptoeing through the tulips. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, they gave him some of that alien morphine, hopped him up a little bit, you know? Um, what about, you know, have y'all got any bad lieutenant decisions from anybody? Um, the makeup artist. <laughs> it was dark, yeah. man. Like they laid it on thick, dude. Yeah, I know. It, it was, was because it was a night shoot. I, I mean, I know why they did it. Yeah. But, damn. but it was like, damn. Yeah. Um, I guess the military's always bad lieutenant decisions, right? Because that dude was like, no, I can't have these civilians here. And dude's like, but, you know, they're drawn here. And he's like, fuck them. Get them out of here, you know? I can't believe the military was gassing the cows with sleep gas. Yeah. I think those um, those cows were dead, right? No, they were gassing all of them. Oh. Well, yeah, they're all- I thought it was to make people think they were dead. That way they'd turn around and leave. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is, yeah. Oh, okay, that's why when they pulled those uh, birds out, the birds were asleep. Yeah, yeah. Ah. Uh, yeah. Good idea, though. Right. Said you pass out for six hours and wake up with one hell of a headache. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That one dude was like, it's just a crop duster. <laughs> yeah. On a helicopter? Yeah, for real, right? What about that Indian scene? Were they in India? Yeah. That is super creepy. They were all singing it. And he's like, where did you hear it? And they all point. Yeah. Up. And they're like, yeah. What do we do? We wait for them to arrive. Yeah. Well, (laughs) I wonder if, you know, whenever they're dropping all these things off, you know, the old guy in Mexico saw it. He's not really saying much, you know. Then all those people in India saw it. I wonder if they set up like different, like, you know, hot spots throughout the world. And imprinted on different people, and they're all, you know what I mean? Like, this is the first leg of the tour, you know? 
we picked up Richard Dreyfus. Now we're facing the head to like Mexico and pick up that crazy old dude. And then well, Andy Hill- that was, well, that was probably proof that it was just happening everywhere. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, are they picking up other people? Like they're going to put on the, the same light show. At, like, well, yeah. Well, yeah. We probably just saw what happened in America because remember at the, like right when they first descend, there's way more lights in the sky than those three. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was cool when it shows it and everything starts. Whenever you look up to the sky, or it shows the sky, and you kind of see some like, you know, just subtle movement, you know, and you're like, oh, you know. And then it gets really crazy. Oh, they, yeah. they reformed the Big Dipper. Yeah, that was awesome. Put a little show on a little pageantry. Alien <laughs> <laughs> pageantry. Yeah. What it was an invite fucking- to the Galaxy Games. That's oh like, my god! Yeah. Richard Dreyfus is going to be the fucking MVP, baby. Yeah. That's what it means. They're coming to. I mean, do you think they're experimenting on him? They're doing something to him. I mean, I mean, I take an ET blowjob huh, any well, day. First, you got to take an ET rectal. Did you exam, see that though. neck? <laughs> what that neck do though? What, what that neck Sl- do? <laughs> Slenderman didn't have any hands, did he? Yeah, yeah. Didn't seem so, like it. So, uh, he seemed I, like a creature from the mist that stepped out. Was like wrong movie. Yeah, I'm out of here. Later, guys. Scatter, scatter, scatter. <laughs> Slenderman. Yeah, the, the alien, the Slender Man alien. That was the cross between Jack the Skeleton and Slender Man. Oh, my God. He was fixing to do the pre-show before Elvis shows up. Yeah. Jack the Pumpkin King. I picture his voice would be, uh, <laughs> uh, what's his name from uh, uh, Ricky Gervais' na- buddy? From the nanny? No. <laughs> what's his name? Stephen Merchant? Yeah. Yeah. That alien, it's, that's the guy that does the voice for that. Yeah. I'd like to hear that, you know? I think that was in the super special edition that's coming out in like 10 years, you know? So um, I finished some some shows up here uh, since the last time we did a podcast. Um, I watched all four episodes of Castlevania. On Netflix. I've heard several people say it's good. Yeah, it's really good. I'm excited for more. I really hope they, they only do did more. four? Four 30-minute episodes. Wow. So two yeah. hours. Yeah. That's uh, that's my next watch tomorrow. It's good, man. It's just, it leaves you wanting more. It sets up for uh, them going to Dracula's Castle and all that shit, but... It takes the storyline from uh, Castlevania Three: Dracula's Curse, Trevor Belmont, Alucard shows up. Dracula does work in this first episode. He fucking wreaks havoc. It's uh, it's good though. I'm excited. I, I I'm guessing the reason they did four episodes is because it takes so long and costs so much to do like an animated series like that. I guess. Mm-hmm. So they see just how it plays. To, yeah, see see the reaction and before they actually. From what I understand, it did very well. Yeah, I'm hoping so because it's good, man. 
I've heard at least four people say it was good. Yeah, it's a good story to adapt anyway. I mean, there's so much mythology behind that series that they could do whatever they wanted. They could go forward in time, backward in time. There's so many different generations of the Belmonts that they can kind of follow. They can create new, you know, new characters. It's it, it's a good idea. I think it works. I'll, I still want to see a live-action version of it, but I think it works well animated because you can actually do the scope of... Well, they can do more on a, on a small budget. Yeah, I mean, well, they cover the scope of... of of everything without having to shell out like $150 million and be kind of worried if it's going to flop or not. You know what I mean? So it was, it's good. Check it out. I I really enjoy it. If you like anime, it's good. Whether you, I mean, most people like anime just because it's anime, you know what I mean? So it's got a good story. Um, We'll definitely be watching it. Yeah. I also finished uh, sons of anarchy. Finally. And, uh, I mean, I just got to tell you, this that show is a series of poor choices. <laughs> yeah. Like, really, it's it's just one bad lieutenant decision after another. And That's then, bad lieutenant the show. Yeah, and the characters are like, why is all this bad shit happening to us? I don't know, because you're a fucking shitty human being, you know? <laughs> like, <sighs> quit being a fucking piece of shit please that, there was a lot of blowback in that show yeah there's a lot of it's like um i don't know it's it's decent i mean are you are you ever gonna watch it adam uh at some point go ahead you're not gonna i mean it's okay i'm not gonna ruin anything nah, for you man i mean it'll probably be a while i mean i might you know i don't there's, care well in the last couple of episodes there's certain decisions that are made the whole time. Everything is leading up to like the motorcycle club is like a family, right? Yeah. Everything that these characters do is supposed to be for the benefit of the club. It's kind of like the Sopranos on motorcycles. Hell's angels, Sopranos, but shitty, <laughs> you know, like a shitty like, show. I mean, it's, it's all right, but it's not, See, people this is why I haven't show. watched it because I've heard stuff like that. Though, well, people I started love the first sh- episode. Yeah, but nor- it's not. There's it's pe- people it's, that wear fucking thumb rings. There's it's around. a certain crowd that loves it. Like you know, you guys watched it and you're like, it's all right. Like I, I haven't heard you like ah oh, over it. You know. Well, the but best the, part of the show is Walton Goggins playing a tranny. Yeah. You know, but the, there's a certain crowd. You know, like the West Coast Chopper shirt wearing crowd. Yeah, the that thumb really ring loves crowd. this show. Like, yeah, like it's yeah. their breaking bad. Yeah, and it's just it's supposed to be you know like I said everything that you do is supposed to benefit the club. Yeah, but nothing these people do fucking benefit the club. Just doing at stuff all. for themselves. Yeah, and it's like, does the main character it, die at the end? I mean, do you want me to spoil it? I mean, I think I just guessed it. I mean, he may or may not, you know? It's going to be, dude, if I ever watch it, it's going to be a minute. Like, Yeah, he does. Yeah. I well, mean, let, yeah, let me, I mean, you know. Let me break this down, okay? So in in the club life, in the motorcycle club, 
there's different chapters, right? So he killed it's the president he's the president of the club and he kills one of the other presidents of one of the other clubs because he suspects that he ratted him out to fucking whoever, you know? Well, he tries to play off the self defense card. That doesn't really work out. So they have a meeting and they <laughs> they have this thing called meeting Mr. Mayhem, right? And like that's their death sentence or whatever, you know? So um, he meets with all the presidents of the other chapters and they say, you know, they basically tell him what needs to happen in order for, you know, things to be right within all the clubs, et cetera, et cetera. So they vote and they're supposed to kill him, but they don't. The club is his people that, you know, he's the president over supposed to kill him and they don't. And that in itself just made me say, fuck this show, you know? Mm hmm. Because if everything you're doing is for the show, he's already made up his mind before this episode, before any of this happens, that he's not going to make it. He's going to sacrifice himself. He's going to tie all these loose ends up himself, sacrifice himself for the good of the, the club. Good. Yeah, for his for his uh, kids and his family and all this other shit, right? Mm-hmm. But the best way for me to end it would be them kill him. That's that's that is the logical conclusion to his story. John like, dies at the end. Yeah, like they 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 put he put these people through so much hell on a personal vendetta at the beginning of the last season all the way through, you know? And they don't. You know, they like orchestrate him an escape plan and he like has a fucking a car chase with cops chasing him, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is so fucking stupid, man. Like it should have it should have ended with him being killed by the club. That way he set everything right. Because if you think about it, like the club didn't kill him. He got away. They didn't do their job. So the rest of the clubs could come in and shut this one down. Nothing that he did was for the club. It was all for himself. And that was the same way with every single character in there. There's one character that is that has any kind of redeeming qualities and he gets fucked by Marilyn Manson a couple of times you know mm-hmm. in jail and Marilyn Manson like really yeah he's in the show yeah oh fat Manson mm-hmm. yeah he's in the show Marilyn Fanson yeah <laughs> I mean it's you know it's decent there's there's some decent actors in there that are in like minor roles that I really enjoy but as a whole, eh, I mean, it's not. Well, it's, see the type of show they're going for, right? Yeah. It's FX. Yeah. Well, Justified I mean, was FX, but that shit was great. Yeah, but it like it pulled numbers. Like, I yeah. guess this show did too, but um, I don't know. The writing was. The writing is a little better than The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. The thing, the thing that irks me, which it kind of resolves itself by the end of the series, is whenever you're first introduced in the first couple of seasons, you have all these characters, but you, I mean, you don't really get to see any character development or exploration with any of these, you know, Fall minor short. characters. Yeah, and that's something that I, you know, like Game of Thrones. You know, I mean, they're fucking. 
get you get the well, backstory on the damn guy holding the door. Like, yeah, exactly. I mean, there's so many characters in that show, and they can accomplish so much in an hour but that it just le- it leaves you wanting more. You know, it's HBO, and, but, man. Yeah, I know. Now you know maybe if this show was on a better, you know, bigger network. Uh, yeah. I mean, is it like it's not rated R? Is it? I mean, it's violent. You know. Yeah. I mean, but there's it's basic blood. cable violent. Well, there's blood. There's you know, there's like. Almost Cinemax type yeah. sex scenes. Yeah, it is, it is. It is not suitable for children. No. Shit, I let my kids watch it. <laughs> like, it's the real not world, motherfuckers. Least, but, but um, well, let's pivot from something that was okay to something that uh, is incredible. So we're gonna what? <laughs> Talk dragons and scrambled eggs. <laughs> yeah. Now, Travis, I watched the episode. Yeah. I want to hear. Travis was about to damn bust the damn blood vessel. <laughs> I want to hear. I want to hear. Well, you see, Travis read the books. Yeah. Travis knows something we don't know. Yeah. Well, you know, Travis. actually, actually, I don't. Oh. Um, <laughs> oh, no, because no, they're really, ahead of the books now, right? Yeah. And the opening scene was part, like, the beginning of so much buildup that oh. Arya Starks had throughout the whole story. I mean, we've been waiting a long time to see her break bad. Yeah. Um. But, uh, no, what I was just wanting to talk about was how well, first off, can we say that Dragonstone is probably the, the coolest fucking castle in the show? It's definitely it's the cool. coolest throne. Yeah. Um, but anyways, um, I think if foreshadowing is at play, when Sam discovers that there's a big deposit of dragon glass yeah. at Dragonstone. Well, now we know that Jon Snow's going to have to head there. Yeah. So he's going to have to meet up with his could-be sister, right? Yes. It could be the beginning of them completely uh Well, surely they're the going to form kingdoms. an alliance to go fight the fucking King's Landing, right? I mean, everybody's got to work together. Yeah. Jon Snow well, doesn't want the throne. He's not in it for that. That's... That's why he'll win it and hand it over. He probably will get it, yeah. Because he's sworn to the Night's Watch, you know? Well, he's well, the king of the North. Yeah. Well, um, before Trav got on, we were talking about this a little bit. And uh, Adam was uh, watching a video or something about Ed Sheeran, his song, is they're saying maybe foreshadowing to things to come. Well, right. it was in the book, but in the book, it was about Tyrion and that prostitute that he strangled to death. Right. All right. But in the, in the show, it was, it was talking about the man with the golden hand and that he had to like kill someone that was very close to him. You know, something about shame and bliss. Like, um, I think Jamie's going to kill his sister. Think so. She's a Kingslayer. I mean, he's a Kingslayer. Like. It's kind of what he does. Well, it's her fault that everybody's dead. 
Yeah. It's her fault that Tyrion killed their their dad. It's all her fault, everything. Well, if you remember that prophecy that witch told Cersei a a long time ago is slowly coming true. Yeah. And which was the three the three prime candidates for the Valonqar, which is what the person is supposed to kill her. Um I think it's either Jamie, John, or Tyrion that's gonna do it. I think it's gonna be Jamie, man. Like that's the blow, like, like the person you least expect. Yeah, you know her brother well, and lover from another mother. You know, like from the same mother. Yeah, lover from the yeah. same mother. Yeah. Uh, well, so do you think that? Um, my question is: Is do you feel like um, Khaleesi's going to roll up to King's Landing and be like, "Hey, this is my throne. Either get the fuck out." Or I'm gonna fucking kill everybody. Bitch, I got dragons. I mean, do you? Because if that if if that happens, then uh, Jamie get, that gives him all the more reason to be like, look, man, like this is not good. It's either kill you know? or be killed. Yeah. Well, he and was maybe, already arguing with her ass about going to war. He's like, we don't have the food, we don't have the allies, we don't have. It's cold. Yeah. I mean. We're, yeah. Well, here's a question. Here's a question that I've had since watching the episode. That was probably the most like least resistant landfall I've ever seen an invading army do. Yeah, right. Um, I get it that Dragonstone was empty because of Stannis and his armies and everything, but with Cersei having the knowledge of Daenerys like she did, wouldn't you think? As queen of the, the the seven kingdoms, she would have guards stationed at, at the coastline of her her nation. You know, well, how Three much time best. has passed? I mean, for me, for me, I always envisioned, even for on the literary level, when it got to the point where Daenerys rolls up to Westeros, I always envisioned that she was going to have to fight her way through the navy. She'd have to fight she, the Ironborn she, in some She's got way. them all. That, that's why everybody's fight, jumping fight ship. way on land. Like. Because the damn the Lannister ship, this ship is going down fast. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's jumping ship. They're changing sides. Yeah. They don't want to die. She's got dragons and fucking... And they're still... An army full of yeah. dudes with no fucking balls, you know? Well... <laughs> There's still the very real possibility that Arya is going to roll up in King's Landing and kill her. Which would be great. What if that's that's what it's oh, What if she to. does it as Jamie? As Jamie, oh. yeah. You know, like oh, that would be, man. That would be the perfect cover, you know? But that means she would have to kill Jamie. Yeah. Well, but I that mean, would shit. be the best way to get to the queen and get alone with her. Yeah. Cuz they have their little alone time. we need to to time stamp this i think i think you guys might have figured something out copyright real estate podcast no yeah well see all my questions are because if that happens if she shows up to king's landing if Arya shows up around the same time that uh daenerys starts popping off big you know what i mean I mean that'll give her no more than enough opportunity to get Jamie out of the picture oh. to to go ahead to to make all that come true. My my thing is is okay the Ironborn 
that isn't part of like Khaleesi's army is going out. He's basically going to go Which find Tyrion. Much. Yeah. So he's going out to find Tyrion because that I'm like that's what I got out of him. Like I'm going to bring you something, you know. For, that's uh, that's the good. peace offering, like yeah, yeah. And they're going to completely destroy his fleet. He's going to come back and be like, "You guys just don't understand how fucked we are." They have you know? dragons. Yeah. Big I mean, that dragons. could cost. If that happens, my my question is: Is she going to start just conquering around the kingdom? Or is she going to go straight for the heart of the kingdom? You know what I mean? Oh. It ain't going to be long. We're going to find out. You know, there's only seven episodes for in the, the season. For the, yeah. For the sake, for the sake of time and and money and storytelling, I guess it would seem like she's probably going to just take King's Landing or destroy King's Landing and make Dragonstone the new capital of Westeros. Completely destroy the Iron Will or Iron Throne. Which sounds better. Yeah, it does, don't it? Hey, I think this is going to happen. Let me add a little bit to the Lannister fucking thing. It would be uh, symbolic to, like, the whole, the ending, you know? I think they're going to trick us. Like, Jamie's going to kill her, and then we find out that it's Arya. Like, like we're not going to know that he's dead. Right. You know, like they'll trick us with it. We're going to be like, oh, shit, Jamie's, ki- Jamie's going to kill her. And then all of a sudden, the big reveal. She she's pulls like, that mask well, off. I drank you a milkshake. <laughs> <laughs> Drainage. <laughs> and I mean, what about what about Credits. the whole other half of the, the story, though? Like, what about uh, John and the Night's we'll Watch and the Walkers and everything? And like. How amazing was that shot of the dead? I mean, dude, there's going to be a huge battle. And her and Jamie's going to be back there in the little room. You know, she's hiding now. Oh, we got to hold out. Let's fucking bang one last time. And she's going to fucking get the, <laughs> she's going to get the little finger, the little sword. God. <laughs> That's it, man. That would be great if that happens. Well, so uh, Sam tells John that, that you know, where, where the dragon glass is, right? <clears throat> I mean, what if she takes all that over before he even gets the opportunity to hit it up? You well, know she's what I mean? already there. No, I'm saying like uh, before he gets anybody to get down. You know what I mean? Like to talk to her. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, she doesn't like, know what, what it's used for. Yeah. Well, uh, well he's yeah. going to bring the peace, man. They're, they don't have. There's no beef. No. Well, I know that, but I'm saying like whenever he sends somebody, like if he sends a little party out. Is the conquering of King's Landing going to already happen? And then it's going to be widespread across the kingdoms like, hey, there's a new leader in town, you know? Or is he going to go ahead and send somebody out and they're going to make a peace offering and it's going to be like, she's going to take care of the South and then help in the North? Or is it going to be more along the lines of the White Walkers show up, the walls compromise, they're fighting the White Walkers but being inched down through the continent slowly. You know what I'm saying? And then she just rolls up and helps them out. You know, like that's my thing. Is it going to well, be? I think, a- that's, I think that's where Sam plays a, a vital role. I think instead of John or anyone sending something down there, I feel like Sam will be quest with going there himself. Yeah, that makes sense. I didn't even think about that, but that because makes logically, logically he's, 
or not logically, but geographically, he is closer to Dragonstone than the wall. Yeah. I could see that. That would be interesting. And I mean, he's seen the White Walkers, you know, like he's killed. He's, one. he's killed one. Yeah. And he's he might be able to be like, hey, guys, you know, maybe Tyrion will listen to him or the fucking spider or whoever. Well, you know? it's if like he, fuck King's well, Landing. Sam That's not up, the problem. Tyrion's going to remember him, you know? Yeah. King's Landing is not the problem. No. That's some small fry shit compared to what's on its yeah, way. These, Winter is coming. Yeah. Oh, it's here, man. In a big, bad way. A- even the, the maester was like, I mean, every time they think the world's going to end, it just keeps on a trucking, man. What so about the hound it. scene? Yeah, oh, my God. Yeah. I like that well, guy. I do, too. He does a good job. Like He calls everybody a cunt. Yeah. He does, but but he's he's got a you know there's there's a soft side to him because he took those people out there and buried them. Yeah, he's he's ultimately good. He is. Yeah. He's he is a good guy. Yeah. Do you think we'll get the showdown between him and the mountain? Yeah, he's going to be is the it? one that kills the mountain. Yeah, that's it's got to be. Think so? I wouldn't have it any other way, man. Well, and what they if, will be and they'll be surrounded by flames. Oh yeah. Well, what if Arya kills the mountain, becomes the mountain, kills Cersei, and then he kills the mountain, thinking it's the mountain, but it's Arya, and oh he's God. so bummed. <laughs> now, here's yeah, the right? thing. When you put the mask on, all of a sudden, you're as tall as that person. Yeah, you yeah. have the physical Yeah, attributes. how? Like, uh, well, she's standing up there fucking as fucking uh, uh, first doctor. Yeah, you have uh, no name. Yeah. <laughs> that was a cool we scene. Have, we have dragons and sorcerers, so... Yeah, you know. Oh, that was cool as fuck. She's like, not she you. Got them all. Yeah. Told him to go fuck themselves. Yeah. So, uh, we got anything else to say about Game of Thrones? We got two seasons left, right? Yeah. Is this it? this is it, right? Like, I think seven what, episodes, and then the next season's got like eight or nine. Like, it's it's not a full. I thought it was sixteen. Not on IMDb. Really. No, maybe oh, there's more than this season. I know that. Oh yeah. Yeah. But, but it's not a, it's not a full blown, maybe nine, eight, something like that. Yeah. But it's weird that it's just two, man. And then it's like, we're done. Yeah. Here's the thing. So winter's about to fucking roll up real quick. <laughs> quick, here's, smart shit's about a, to go down. Here's a question. If they play the finale, like, of course, they'll obviously air it on HBO so they can get the viewership and stuff. But if they do a theatrical run of the finale. They've talked about it. Because of what's going on, of what the story will culminate to in the end. I, well, I, think that, that, do what? I think that's what they're doing anyway. I think they're talking about a movie. They are after the yeah. two seasons. There's supposed to be a movie that does like everything goes down right there. Yeah, that's what I've heard before. I don't know if that's still the game plan, but yeah, I heard, heard that, that back well. in the day, like that was the plan. Because wow. the budget's got to be crazy. Yeah, like they can't finish the show on the the show budget. Right, they need movie money. So, um, 
What about this uh, Netflix movie? This is the Irishman. The most expensive Netflix movie to date. Yeah. Well, here's the cast that we have so far. It's written, um, well, it's based off of a book by Charles Brandt, written by Stephen Zalian, and it's directed by Martin Scorsese, who's the shit, of course, you know. (laughs) Scorsese. And here's the cast right here. We got Robert De Niro, Al Pacino. Jazz. (laughs) Joe Pesci. Bobby Cannavale. Ray Romano and Harvey Keitel. Forget about it. What a cast. What's uh, crazy about is that, it. What's crazy is um, I saw an article earlier today where uh, Christopher Nolan was actually bashing Netflix. Why, though? Rapping on it because he, he believes it's, it's useless or it's pointless or something. Killing the movie like industry or something? Yeah, I think it. I think it's all chalked up to him saying it keeps people out of the theaters, which is one of the best ways to experience some of the movies. That, yeah. That well, I'll be honest with you. I would much rather watch The Departed or Goodfellas in the theater. At, no, at home. Well, it's because long. It, well, it's so involved. It's you know not what I mean? the Avengers. No, it's not a popcorn movie where you can go in and you can. Loosely pay it. I mean, of no, course, you pay, gotta attention. pay attention. Yeah, like you know, those movies you have to get, get involved. Lost. Yeah. Um, and this movie, I mean, it's. I think it's going to be the most watched thing on Netflix because, like, oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely! Just for the sheer star power, like people will subscribe just to see it. Yeah, and the story, simple: a mob hitman recalls his possible involvement. With the slaying of Jimmy Hoffa. Yeah, it's a Jimmy Hoffa story. Yeah. Yeah. And it's got an incredible cast, incredible director. Has anybody this big been involved with anything on Netflix? No. Or any kind of streaming site at all? Not like this. No. I mean, I think this is going to... Yeah. I think this is going to be a game changer, man. Really. I mean, because probably, I mean, it could be if if the numbers are right, it could prove that, uh, you know, big gonna, directors can go small. It's going to piss Christopher Nolan off. That's for sure. Well, that's a fucking that's a big budget, man. <laughs> yeah, especially well, for a mob is, flick. I mean, yeah. My thing about it is, um, they want to go. Well, they don't want to, but there's been rumors about, you know, VOD at the same time it's released in theaters, you know, and all that stuff. I'm down for that. I am too. And I think that this Netflix, I mean, if you had a service that you paid for called, let's say it's called, you know, uh, VOD or something, you know, whatever, just movies on demand or in the theaters now. Like that's the name of, huh? MOD. Yeah. Yeah, MOD, okay? It's a it's a subscription-based service where whenever something specific movies, they're not going to do it with all. It's released in theater. You get to watch it. You have to you get the app on your phone or computer or whatever, your streaming device, and you get to watch it, and it's up for like a week or two, and then they pull it back yeah. down. Um, movies, I, but movies, they're losing money because they won't do this. 
Yes. Movies would make so much more money. Yeah. So many, I, I mean, people don't want to go to the theater anymore. Yeah. Well, I mean. Do you go as with, much as you used to? No, but I'm trying, you know, I try to get out as much as possible, but it's hard. Whenever you work six days a week, exactly. you know, and then you're like remodeling your and house. And you got an off day to like pay some bills and do stuff. Last thing you're thinking about is loading up, going to the fucking theater. Like, yeah, you want to set it. You want to watch the movie at home at night in your fucking boxers, like before you go to bed. Like, yeah, it's convenient. They need to get with the times, man. Well, it's coming. I mean, if and I, Netflix may be the perfect place. There may be something else out there, but you know, I think that a lot of directors have a lot of interesting ideas. Something that a studio might not particularly go for but, I, but see netflix why. they want the rights all together exactly they won't do we're not doing theatrical netflix release like it's either us or nothing like yes that's their but, game but what comes with netflix is a freedom to do whatever you want to whatever do. you want to do man you know like and and that's the beauty of it like i have no doubts in my mind that this irishman the irishman would be do gangbusters if they released it theatrically. Yeah. You know, it would be because Al Pacino, Robert De Niro back together in how long now? That in itself. Joe, Joe Pesci. Pesci. Come yeah. on. I mean, um, Harvey Keitel back, you know, yeah. Battle Lieutenant himself. I mean, th- I think that Martin Scorsese is doing it as a big middle finger to the rest of the industry. It's going to change the game. Yes. And I think that more directors are going to yeah. get on board. Well, once more they see him do it, it's okay. They're like, oh, fuck. I mean, yeah. this is a thing now. Right. Because you know that for a minute, it's like Netflix movies. They're kind of generic. You know? Yeah. They're like great value yeah. movies. Like, yeah. Like after school, yeah. after school specials. Yeah. Well, not this. No. And uh, I, th- I mean, like you said, this is going to be a complete game changer. And I'm excited about it because... Like I said, there's so many writers, there's so many directors, storytellers that have these off-the-wall ideas. Just all Netflix has got to do is give them some money. People will watch it, especially if a name's attached to it. Yeah. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Look what kind of stars you're pulling from Netflix project. Like, Yeah. I mean, Robert De Niro. Yeah. I think that, uh, you know, Netflix took over the... uh, Rental services. I'm not. I'm not going to hold back and say that they're not going to take over just filmmaking completely. Uh-huh. As far as releasing it, I mean, I mean, you go to Netflix, they give you 105 million. You get these A-list actors attached to it. Why go through the growing pains of having a studio tell you what to do? Well, you know? you're you're already cutting out all this stuff too, like. Pressing the movie for theaters, yeah. promotion. They yeah. spend shitloads of money on that alone. Yeah. They don't have to do it. They don't even have to promote it, really. It's there. Yeah. It'll pop up on Netflix. Everybody knows about it. Word of mouth. like Exactly. That's like, that saves millions. Yeah. We're talking about it right now, you know? Yeah. And I'm excited, you know? It's going to be great. And the day it drops, you can watch it. Yeah. You don't have to fucking go anywhere. 
No. You can watch it on the toilet, on your phone. Yeah. <laughs> um, apparently, Jimmy Hoffa will be played by Al Pacino. Okay. Uh, the report reveals that Robert De Niro will be de-aged to appear like he's 30 years old again. Wow. By, by industrial light magic using the technology from Benjamin Button. Um, he's going to go all Benjamin Button on our ass. Yeah. Now, the whole movie? Yeah. It's going to be well, crazy. I mean, like, well, it's going to be in flashbacks. Okay, so, yeah. Um, yeah. says that the it's based off the book called I Heard You Paint Houses. Uh, this package with Netflix came together as Paramount Chairman Brad Gray planning his exit. Um, here's what an unnamed source had to say about it. Scorsese's movie is a risky deal, and Paramount is not in the position to take risks. This way he can make the project he Which, yes, you know? Yeah. So instead of being stuck in development hell for fucking 10 years. He's actually going to get it made. Yeah. He may not even be around in ten years. That's why it's got. It's like, yeah, we got to do it now. Yeah, this is gonna. This is you know. You know, I'm gonna have to say fuck Christopher Nolan on the on that part. Like, yeah, for real. He's just pissy because he's you know he's big budget theater movie guy. Like he's that's you know that's his shit. He's not gonna make a Netflix movie though. He probably made that clear. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's a little crabby because they're gonna remake Memento. You know. Right. Yeah. So uh, apparently the Freddie Mercury movie has a director. And the director is Brian Singer. Weird choice. Yes, very weird choice. I didn't expect that. No. Uh, The Usual Suspect was great. Valkyrie was all right. Of course, the X-Men movies, he's been doing that shit, you know. I'm kind of interested to see what he's going to be able to do with a movie like this. You know what I mean? I think he could handle it. So uh, it says Rami Malek has signed up to take the challenging role of Freddie Mercury. And he was, uh, he played Mr. Robot. I don't okay. know if you guys. I've yeah, seen, the, I've seen this, the promo, so I know. How many years has this made uh, this film in development? Because wasn't uh, Sasha Baron Cohen? Yeah, he supposed couldn't to get along with the. There was some with the uh, the guitar player. Yeah, they the had band. some issues. It's been a minute. I'm gonna say like four years at least, maybe five. It feels like it's been longer, you yeah. know. Um. So they're trying to figure out who's going to play the rest of the band. And it says uh, the that news is for another day. So, uh, I mean, I really want this movie to happen. I really like uh, Queen a lot. So, I mean, um, Disney cast the live action Aladdin movie. Oh my God! I saw. Of course, I saw who's going to play the genie. Well, before we hit that, guess who's directing it? Who? Guy Ritchie. Mm. I love Guy Ritchie's British stuff. Lock, stock, and two smoking barrels is amazing. Snatch is amazing. You know, all all those. 
but can he but can he recreate the magic of you ain't never had a friend like me no well he just had a flop come out recently uh with that um king author movie so it's really weird that they're still letting him do this after king arthur you know but i have uh, i have hopes for it because i mean sherlock holmes was good i enjoyed it so i'm hoping that you know he can kind of bring some of that charm now i don't know if these actors are going to be able to bring the kind of charm that robert danny jr has of course you know but uh yeah well um Mina Masoud is going to play the title role. And uh, unfortunately, Will Smith will be playing the genie. So what do you think about that? (laughs) I don't like it. Yeah. I always thought that he would be better as Jafar. And we talked about that. I mean, if you're going to cast Will Smith like Jafar, you know? Yeah. If you had to cast the genie, who would you pick? Uh, Robin Williams. Well, I mean, you know. Well, then they just, they don't need to do it. <laughs> Plain and simple, right? I know who they should cast. Who? Jack Black? Bill Murray. Oh. Yeah. Or uh, Eastbound and Down. Yeah. <laughs> A dry genie. Uh-huh. A fucking criticizing genie. Or fucking like Ricky Gervais. Oh, my God. He'd be like, God's not real. I'm yeah. a genie. <laughs> That's all it would be. <laughs> He's on that hard, man. Especially on Twitter. I had to quit following us. Um, Mark Ruffalo. Hold on. I don't know if I want to get into that. Uh, So... um. Tim Burton is doing a live-action Dumbo movie. And I don't think that's a good idea. Says that, I, don't think, uh, I don't think Tim Burton's had a good idea in years. I just don't think that... Uh, apparently, Colin Farrell, uh, Eva, Eva Green, Danny DeVito, and Michael Keaton are confirmed to star. And the Dumbo live action movie. I've watched uh, Alice in Wonderland far more many times than any person should. I have two daughters that loved it. <coughs> and uh, I think that was just one big bad lieutenant. Well, we've talked about Tim Burton on previous episodes about, you know, them letting him do these big. You know these uh, studio movies like this. You know, it's just I understand he has a distinct voice and a, a distinct vision for it. I under, I get that, but it's a fucking Dumbo movie. Like, do we need a live action Dumbo movie? You know, like they could have picked anything and made a live action version of it, but Dumbo, you know. I just don't I'm not really it. I'm not really the, that religious but I would really like to see um I would like to see a live action 
uh, Prince of Egypt. And I know that like that's just the story of Moses, but I would like to see it like shot for shot. You know, Disney's and you know visual of it. You know, yeah, that would be very that would be really interesting. See, I would be more interested in seeing that than Dumbo. You know, like what about uh, Sword in the Stone? Oh wait, no wait, wait. I'm, I think I think I might be wrong there. Check and see if Prince of Egypt was Disney or was it DreamWorks. I, I think could be it, very wrong here. I think it was uh, Disney. Um, came out in '98. Wow. Uh, yeah. I forgot Val Kilmer did the voice in it. Moses. Like, for like an, for an anime, so it was Disney. DreamWorks. DreamWorks. But it was still a damn good movie for... Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just, I don't know, there's just... I don't understand the fascination with taking all of the Disney movies and recreating them in live action. You know, I understand Jungle Book did good. And they say that the Lion King that they showed at that D23 event was amazing. But, like, it kind of takes away from it to me. You know what I mean? Because, like, the Lion King is what? Like, uh, what, Hamlet? You know? Pretty much. Hamlet in the Jungle. Yeah, so why not make Hamlet with actors instead of recreating the jungle or recreating Lion King with like it's all going to be digital, right? So what's the point? I don't know, man. It's like they're making Pixar, real life Pixar versions of all the Disney movies, you know? So I don't, I don't really understand the fascination. And I don't think that Tim Burton is the right choice to do a Dumbo movie. Fuck no. Hate me all you want, but that's not a good idea. Um, We got a new uh, Leonardo DiCaprio movie being worked on right now. That's what I'm talking about. With Martin Scorsese, baby. What, Dick Tracy? No, oh my God. It's a killers of the flower moon adaptation. Um, It says that, uh, let's see, it's a project based on lost city of Z author, Dave Grand's non-fictional book killers of the flower moon, the Assage murders and the birth of the FBI. Fire Moon delves into the murder spree against the Asajj Nation in Asajj, Oklahoma, from 1921 to 1925. Precursor to the FBI investigate investigated the crimes as dozens of Native American residents were murdered in an attempt to steal the rights to oil production on their land. I mean, it's Martin Scorsese and... Leonardo DiCaprio. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Says uh, DiCaprio has also long been attached to play serial killer H.H. Holmes in uh, Scorsese's adaptation of Eric Larson's The Devil in the White City. 
depending on the order in which they complete the films, you could soon be watching all the worst parts of American history, starring Leonardo DiCaprio in chronological order. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it's a good idea to throw in some casino shorts once in a while. They're both going to need a palate cleanser. So, uh, I don't know. I mean, like I said, it's Martin Scorsese and Leo. I mean, it's going to be good, you know? Mm -hmm. The, uh, The one where uh, he's the serial killer is actually interesting. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I believe that's based. Yeah, it is based on real American events. Yeah, because I saw the murder house that he set up. It's fucking crazy, man. Well, it's like it was a it was like a, a circus or something, wasn't it? Well, he built this crazy house with like with all these secret passages in it, and he was like. Having people stay in the house, I, it's like a rental building or something. I can't remember the the exacts on it, but he was like, you know, kidnapping people and then fucking them up and killing them and burning their bodies. And stuff. he got away with it for for a really long time. Let's see, I'll do a quick search. H A. Because whenever I saw the that he was going to be in this uh, this movie. I watched a lot of documentaries and stuff on it because mm-hmm. I was in, I was kind of interested into the, uh, into the idea of it. Let's see. Um, it says um, Holmes arrived in Chicago and came across Elizabeth S. Holton's drugstore, the southwest corner of South Wallace Avenue in Inglewood. Uh, Holton gave Holmes a job, and he proved himself to be a hardworking employee, eventually buying the store. Although several books portray Holton's husband as an old man who quickly vanished along with his wife, Dr. Holton was actually a fellow Michigan uh, only a few years older than Holmes. And both Holtons remained in Englewood throughout Holmes' life and survived well into the 20th century. The idea that Holmes killed them is strictly fiction. Holmes purchased an empty lot across from the drugstore where construction began in 1887. (laughs) For a two-story mixed-use building with apartments on the second floor and retail spaces, including a new drugstore. When Holmes declined to pay the architects or the steel company, uh, Aetna, Iron and Steel, they sued in 1888. In 1892, he added a third floor, telling investors and suppliers that he intended to use it as a hotel during the upcoming World's Columbian Exposition. Though so the hotel portion was never completed, furniture suppliers found that Holmes was hiding their materials for which he had never paid in hidden rooms and passages throughout the building. Their search made the news and investors for the planned hotel pull. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. Problems. Yeah, we had some technical difficulties. There. I think we talked about The Matrix and Neo. No, we were talking pissed. about that Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> movie. Oh, yeah. Martin Scorsese, H.H. H. Holmes. Yeah. Um, Google yeah, it. Whatever, yeah, whatever <laughs> they do. I mean, if those two are going to team up, I wish that he was going to put Leo in the uh, Irishman. That, yeah, why not? Know, for real, he could play a young, um, 
Robert De Niro? Yeah. Why not? He's got the chops. Trying to keep the budget in one one uh, one hundred five. <laughs> yeah. Well, Leo might take a pay cut for him, know, you know. Man. <laughs> you don't think he would? He likes to buy those competition vapes. <laughs> yeah. You see him all, all he's the only one like, you know, at, at an award show that's sitting in there vaping. I'm like, can he do that? Gold plated Sigillis. Yeah. Oh, he goes and has a meeting with the Sigeli people. He's like, I want mine gold and chrome, and I want to drip the tears of children, you know? Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so anyway. The tears of Johnny uh, Depp. Oh, my God. Those Pirates of the Caribbean tears, they're worse than crocodile tears, you know? Um, so, Mark Ruffalo... Tells us why there's not going to be a Hulk movie. Um, he says, I just want to make one thing perfectly clear today. Standalone Hulk movie will never happen because Universal has the rights to the standalone Hulk movie. And for some reason, they don't know how to play well with Marvel and they don't want to make money. Palmer. So if you were hoping for a standalone Hulk movie, I'm sorry. I know you were, Trav. Yeah. Well, but, you'll get one. But the company will pop one out. But I've I've been happy with the amount of screen time that the Hulk has gotten in the Marvel Cinematic. Right. Well, if they do something like World War Hulk or something, I mean, that would be a Hulk movie. Well, I mean, the the, the fact that we're getting a loose adaptation of Hulk already has me over over the top for it. Like, I'm I'm excited for this. Because of that. Well, speaking of that, uh, we have some information on how that uh, Thor is going to meet up with the Guardians in Infinity War. So, um, says Marvel showed uh, the D23 attendees the first teaser for Infinity War. And um, the footage, of course, hasn't been released publicly, unfortunately. Um, it shows a shot of Tom Holland, Spider-Man wearing his outer, uh, iron Spider-Man suit. Um, the trailer finally reveals that the Guardians and Avengers will meet. It isn't nearly as complicated as some fans may think, with the trailer opening as the Guardians flying through space together like nothing is out of the ordinary until none other than Thor comes crashing into their windshield. So they're basically saying that um, something, whatever happens in Thor, he gets like thrown into space. And I guess that's how the Guardians get him and pick his ass up and, and carry him, I guess, to Earth. A little Bifrost um, accident. <laughs> he, went, he took too much. Yeah. <laughs> Going a little too fast on the Bifrost and, yeah, and threw him out into lost space. Lost control. They said he was floating in space like a, what did they say? An Asgardian uh, Transformer? Optimus Prime. <laughs> Asgardian Optimus Prime. Yeah. Um, well, they're saying that um, that it's going to basically be, um, what's his name? Hold on. It's going to be uh, Thanos is going to have to be trying to 
gather together all the infinity stones. So he's got, they, they revealed his black guard or whatever they call it mm-hmm. um, at D23. So I'm guessing that he's probably going to be sending these dudes out to different locations. And they're saying that the chick that's the villain in Thor Ragnarok may be one of, if she's not one of the, one of his, you know, disciples or whatever, that she's the one that kind of helps him out. So that ties, you know, of course that ties into there, but I'm guessing that he's going to send these dudes out to get the infinity stones and they're going to have little micro fights and I guess lose. And the infinity stones are going to be collected and delivered back to Thanos. So does that mean that vision is going to be killed? You know, you know, he's got one in his head. Uh, one of the Infinity Stones is still at Novacore. So does that mean that Novacore is going to be, like, destroyed, you know? Mm-hmm. Lots of what-ifs here. They're saying that uh, Idris Elba may have the unseen, well, it the Soul Gem. And my question to you, Travis, is the Soul Gem... The ether from Thor two is that what the soul gem is? I thought it was. Well, that's the only thing that makes sense because the tesseract was carried to Asgard. Loki took over Asgard. They say in Thor Ragnarok, the rumors are he leaves Asgard and goes to Earth with the tesseract and is causing massive amounts of bullshit. Right? Then you have the Nova Corps has one. Doctor Strange has one. Vision has one. And uh, Collector has one still. So that leaves the Soul Gem, and that hasn't been accounted for. And that's what I was kind of like, well, is the one... Well, actually, the Ether... They carry to the... That's the one the Collector has. Yeah. So, So, yeah, the the Soul Stone... Is the only one that hasn't been uh, accounted for. Yeah, and they're and they're saying that uh, what's his name, Idris Elba's character, might be the one that is protecting it, or he has it, or something like that. Which you know, interesting. He could have it, you know. But uh, can you destroy the stones? Um, can you I like just, I feel- throw them in a volcano? <laughs> like the Lord of the Rings, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Well, maybe. I, feel, uh, I feel like uh, Thanos is going about getting them. Like it seems like it's it's almost completely different from what I remember. Of I remember Thanos going around and pretty much just deceiving his various people who had them. He uses the stones against the people who have them. Like he, you know, kind of like. Uh, outsmarts them, you know. Right. So in this, it sounds like he's just going straight brute force, right? Um. Yeah. Yeah. With like sending out generals and stuff, which seems like what's going to happen, unless we get way more face time than we think we were. Than I guess we we're all expecting to get. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm hoping that you know. I think that he's going to be. Kind of like they used Iron Man in uh, Spider-Man, but with a bigger payoff at the end. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
I have a feeling it's going to open up with him, you know, rolling out. Well, uh, Ruffalo, uh, another article from him is also that he might have possibly spoiled Infinity War um, by saying that uh, everyone dies. (laughs) I mean, you know. Which, uh, you know, it it would make sense because if, if the resolution to the movie affects the title of the next movie, then that makes sense. And also because these movies have been coming out for years now, it would make sense that Thanos gets that gauntlet and wields it once. Oh, yeah. At least. And I feel like classic Marvel, a lot of shit's going to disappear except for a cluster of heroes for some odd reason. And they'll explain why, obviously, and then they'll that that way it thins the cast down so that the final fight is still ridiculous. Right. Well, we talked about this the other night when you came by, and I'm going to mention it on here because it is something that I would like to hear you guys chime in on a little um, about the idea of if that happens. If if Thanos kills everybody or uh, or the majority of the of the characters, and the Untitled Avengers movie is them trying to undo what he's done, you know what I mean? Yeah, like b- trying to bring people back, not necessarily kill the kill the characters, like kill them dead. I mean, I'm sure he's going to have a a body count, at least a little bit of a body count. But um, I think it's going to, they're going to be put into almost a pocket universe, kind of like Doctor Strange did, right? Right. Uh, Maybe an infinity uh, time loop or something to that effect, where it traps a, a good portion of the characters into it. And the remaining cast has, or the remaining, you know, characters have to figure out how to get them out of there without Thanos, like, going nuts. You know what Super I mean? Saiyan. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, like with, the, well, with the exception of Quicksilver and Age of Ultron, there's really been no permanent death occur in any of the Marvel films, like, as yeah. far as the heroes are concerned. Yeah. So this, this movie is, like, prime time for something like that to happen. Right. Well, I think that we're going to see Tony Stark sacrificing himself to make whatever happens happen. I think that's going to happen for sure, you know? Well, it's kind of all built up to him confronting that. Yeah. And um, I would like to see, because they wouldn't even have to necessarily tackle it in in the next Avengers film where they could be trapped, and that could be that. And they could continue making Marvel films um, without really letting that be the explanation for why those characters don't exist there anymore. But they could always revisit those characters at a later time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They could, you know, jailbreak and jailbreak them out of there. And, you know, we got, you know, Captain America back. You're back. Yeah. Welcome back, guys. So uh, You look different, but you're back. Yeah, right. right. Con- congratulations. <laughs> hey. <laughs> so uh, I wanted to hit on one more thing before we wrap. 
Uh, there's a couple other things here, but I'm going to, you know, I'm just going to save it for next week, you know? Mm-hmm. So we have the 13th Doctor. Oh, my God. And the 13th Doctor is going to be a female Doctor, Jodie Whittaker. Yep. Been announced. Yep. And so what's your thoughts on this? <laughs> Travis, <laughs> you want to go well, first? Well, it's canon that regenerating into another gen- gender is possible. Yeah, so they they're not really. The and I mean, we've seen it multiple times, but I don't know. I just, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna give her pilot a go. And if it's not good, I won't watch it. Well, I mean, if it is, I'll keep watching it. You know, I don't like the idea, but I'm definitely going to watch it. Right, I think because it's the I same think, doctor. So, I think some things should remain. If it if it's not broke, don't fix it. But I mean, maybe I'm just old fashioned that way. Right. Well, I mean, do you think that that is the doctor? That- Oh well, well I had I had a theory that I, like in a, in a perfect in a perfect world where everything uh, panders to me, <laughs> Travis Universe. Yeah, in my timeline, where we have a standalone Hulk movie. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, I feel like the last season, considering that there's some stuff I've missed out on. One recurring thing I saw in the few episodes that I have is there's always illusion to the first doctor's granddaughter, Susan. And I've I have this idea that I think would be cool if the Christmas special um if the first doctor and the twelfth doctor are on an adventure that deals with Susan or maybe it's not even related to her at all, but you find out that perhaps Back when Eleven was regenerating, he didn't get a full cycle. Right. And instead, it's just more of, hey, this is your, like, like they they saved your life once. You know what I mean? They just gave him a little bit to keep going. One more regeneration. And the first Doctor learns of it. You know, we get some dialogue, whatever. And you find out that the 12th Doctor, like, that's it for him. Like he's gonna like he dies. Doctor doctor dies. Yes. Well, I know that sounds that sounds utter blasphemy, but I can say this without it spoiling anything for real. Like, like it did kind of leave off with him like wanting to die. So it's weird that you would say that. Like, I'm not saying that he dies, but he 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 like he wants to. Well, you know, I feel like. I feel like it, it'll happen or it could happen. And Susan shows up like the last person, but the first person you would expect to show up when the, when, when the doctor dies. The last time, Lord? Yeah. And well, you have to have with, a doctor. Somebody's got to take care of the planet. See, and see, that's where I think it fits perfectly because one thing the 11th doctor always hammered in was that his name was a choice. Um, 
kind of the same way you could look at it as um, Bruce Wayne adopting Batman as his name. Right. Um, there's different Batman. Like, there's different people who take up the cow, but it's the name and everything <laughs> and what they do and what that person does. So I think it would be fitting that Susan takes up the name of the doctor and Doctor Who continues on. But this will be like a, you know, a seminal moment where, you know, this is the part of the story where it keeps going. But even like at its core, the show's still about change. Would that put your mind at ease if they went that route? Yeah. Yeah, I would be better. content because because it, it would have it would have a finality to an extremely long run of a show but not really. Yeah. They could put that, they could, they could put that character to rest, but still keep the show going with this exact same context. Right. So if they did do that, let's say for example, that was the case, right? Right. And the doctor dies and the new doctor takes up the mantle of the doctor. Um, would that reignite your interest in it, uh, it being a female doctor? And would you continue through with it? Or, well, I well, guess. I just feel like that's one of the plausible ways to, to write it that way. Right. Um, I mean, there's obviously hundreds of ways you could go with a show like Doctor Who. But. I just I just think it's weird that if the doctor if the doctor was going to regenerate into a woman why so long yeah. until it actually happens right because there's because there's <laughs> quotes there's quotes from the original show creator saying that the doctor should be turned to a woman at some point like there's a lot of I mean there's a lot of stuff backing the idea of a female doctor if you yeah. go look for it well, how come they never did it yeah, and I think that maybe the, there's something there where everyone has just had this understanding that the Doctor's just this this alien that's just taken this persistent male form, you know? Right. Kind of like James Bond. Yeah. Um, except except a time traveling alien. Yeah. Right. right. <laughs> So well, so you've watched the the season, right, Adam? Yeah. And does Trav's theory hold any water? Well, I mean, like I said, he's towards the end of the season. There, like he he does not want to regenerate. Like he stops it several times, right, on purpose. Well, several that, times. Uh, would it if that was to play out? And she was not the doctor, but the doctor. You know what I mean? Like, how would, I mean, what would be your take on it? I would like for that to happen. Like, that's better. That would get you more excited. Yeah, because I just, you know, well, here's always been the thing. You know, they're trying to bring a girl in, but we've always had a girl there. Yeah. His his companion's always a girl. I mean, is she going to have a companion? Is it going to be a girl? Is it going to be a guy? I mean, what's the. And by the time they're done being the companion, 
they've even adopted traits of the doctor. Yeah. And I'm not saying that I'm just like, I don't want to be a woman. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's not that. Right. But it's the doctor, man. Yeah. It's always been some wacky dude that he doesn't have a plan, but he has a plan, you know. Yeah. It's just, it's always been the show. Right. I mean, what's well, next? The- well, my my thing Gay is, is <laughs> do you <laughs> do you think that if let's say for example they do take that route, right? Yeah. I mean, if you if you really want to break it down, it's kind of like a comic book universe in a way, right? It's almost like a reboot. Well, well think of, yeah. Well, think about it. Susan could they can reintroduce. Say, I mean, it's it's almost a perfect recycling bin to like keep bringing characters back that were that everyone's familiar with, keep bringing new story arcs, and have it to where she learns from the database of the TARDIS from like all the shit that the Doctor's ever done. Like the Doctor, in a way, is still there in the show. Yeah. But say, for instance, they do things where. You could have, I mean, now this is me just going fanboy with it, but imagine like her in the TARDIS and she's up against some Cybermen, right? Right. She hits the, she hit, she pulls up one of her monitors, hits the log on Cybermen, and you just have moments of bits of information where various doctors are logging their experience with the Cybermen. And that's how she learns about like what they are, their history, all this, that, and the other, you know? Right. That'd be kind of interesting. or, or say, for instance, that could be like at least just part of an episode where she's up against something that even the audience hasn't seen, but the doctor has. And it's just that moment where you're still reminded that, like, you know, you still have the memory of the doctor. And, like, you know, he's still, he's even in death, he's still a step ahead of everyone. Yeah. Right. And, like, have, like, his prompt come up and he's like, you know, these guys are from this planet. They do this, that, and the other. Like, like vlogs, doctor vlogs. Yeah. <laughs> now, how crazy would that be to like have the chance to, to like be the last doctor? Yeah, I know. The doctor that dies. Yeah. Well, my thing that, that I was kind of going into was like, you know, if you think about it, like uh, Doctor Who, think about it in the, in the way of like a comic book universe, right? You have different. You have the same Bruce Wayne. You have different writers, different actors' interpretations of this character, right? Let's say, for example, we do go with this theory, and they do kill the Doctor, right? I mean, how far-fetched is it to say that they spin off and do the adventures of Doctor Who, and they get the previous Doctors to play the Doctor and just do one-off stories? You know what I mean? They've done some something like that before. Right. You know, they've had little stories and books and Yeah. But what I'm saying is like just say that Matt Smith decided he wanted to come back for a season, right? Uh-huh. And this is what was happening with him during his stint as the doctor. Yeah, it's you know? some shit that we didn't see. Yeah. And well, I mean, well the only downside to that, the only downside to that idea, which is fucking awesome, and I would really be down with. It's the fact that Big Finish Audio is so... There's such a massive catalog of adventures that they do 
that even go so far back as they have like the fourth. They even have uh, classic doctors that will do voice acting for these, these uh, audio plays. Yeah, and they're they're really really good. But um, but there's just like I said, there's such a big catalog of that. I feel like that would be what what would stand in the way of them being able to just make it into a TV show. Right. Well, I mean, it's on paper, it's a good idea because it would be something that I would be interested in where it's like, Oh, absolutely. I mean, you have the new doctor going forward. It's a chick. She goes through the doctors, you know, she's going through her whole, you know, stint as the doctor. But I mean, you could take some of those older doctors. You could take some of the, um, you know, Digitally deep. I mean, I know there's a lot of them yeah. that have passed and stuff, but yeah, lookalikes or you know whatever. Well, I mean, you know, they they pulled it off perfectly on the the fiftieth uh, anniversary special where they had all the doctors show up in your small great. footage clips, but as holograms. That but they were great. all you know when they did their big reporting in thing, and uh, you know, I think they could. I mean, they definitely could do that. Um, but let's just say, I guess for us, what if it's worst case scenario and it is well, just, it's still, they called her the 13th doctor. That's what they called her. I mean, yeah. if it, you know, if it's Susan can't really be the 13th doctor. Yeah. Well, but that could be just uh, to throw everyone. Yeah. In this season, he's got a picture of Susan on his desk. Here's the thing, too. Susan left because she wanted to like have a family, right? Yeah. Uh, well, they're long since been dead and gone. Her husband, yeah. the kids, they're gone. But, but who's but who's to say that she hasn't regenerated? Well, of course she has. Yeah. Because she's a which time makes lord. It, which, which, to me, lines up perfectly with my it I would hope. be it would be cool to do that for the story. Yeah. I I hope that this is like it's one of these things where I think it's this though. It's like I don't think the ratings were too good. Yeah. I enjoyed it. But it wasn't Matt Smith numbers. Right. I think they want that crowd back. They want a young, fresh And I mean, what better way to do it? Yeah. I mean, I'm going to check it out regardless, but it would be nice to do see some clever writing, some, yeah. some really interesting things happening. That way it kind of leaves it, like you said, it, it it's a final. This is what it is now. We're going to have these adventures with this new doctor. She regenerates. She can regenerate into a woman, man, whatever, you know. Well, you know, and it could be that it's Susan because even the, sh- the head, the showrunner, He's leaving. Yeah. I mean, he's he's been doing it now for how long? A minute. He's out. A hot since, since like 2010 or 11. Yeah. And now he's going to leave. Yeah. I mean, why would you quit that job? I do well, think it's time. Yeah. It's been time. <laughs> for right. a minute. You know, hey, it's like the Tonight Show, man. It's a bus and they let you drive it for a little while. You sometimes know? it's time to get off and let somebody yeah, else. Sometimes you got to fucking kick Jay Leno to the fucking curb. <laughs> like, dude, you don't own this bus. Yeah. Let somebody else have a go. 
I know you changed the tire. Is he having a laugh? You know? <laughs> Is he having a laugh? <laughs> uh, we'll I'm see interested where it goes. See. I'm going to watch it. Yeah, of course. I mean, I'm going to cram, you know, some Doctor Who because that's really how I enjoy watching Doctor Who myself. I, I like to have, I like to be in the Doctor Who mindset. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I like to watch it all in one solid go. Oh. Yeah. Binge you know what it. I mean? I think yeah. Peter Capaldi was a good doctor, though. I enjoy him. Not a fan of the guitar shit. <laughs> what about the sonic fucking sunglasses? Yeah. Now he's got a real screwdriver. It's pretty What's, cool. Does looking. it look like, oh, is it a new look? Yeah. That's what's up. Yeah. Missy's sonic screwdriver is an umbrella. So she's yeah. Mary Poppins? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See what, you know, they, they turned the, the um, oh, what's his name? What do they call him? The master? Yeah, they turned him into a woman. So, yeah. you know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Missy was good, though. Like, it, like, she was good. It worked out. Like, right. I actually like her better than I do the other guy. Oh, okay. The yeah. blonde-headed dude that's played him. Yeah, I actually like her better. Yeah, well, I'm know. gonna, I, I'm gonna watch it soon, and I, and I'm open. For whatever, I have faith that whatever they're gonna do is gonna be interesting, and um, I'm excited to see how this actually does go. You know? Yeah. But um, I mean that's pretty much all I got. So keep it rigid. <laughs> You're rigid like a breadstick. You know, we'll see if it's rough around the edges. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's going to be a few growing pains at, the, at first, but I mean, hell, it doesn't matter who or what you know what gender the doctor it's is. Still as long the doctor. As well, as long as there's interesting stories. Yeah. You know, as long as they can keep writing interesting stories, that's going to be, you know, doctor is doctor. You know, I want to see Brian Cranston play the doctor. Yeah, I want to see fucking Moss by the doctor. Yeah. <laughs> He'd be a good doctor. Yeah. Whenever they're like, all right, we got to go black guy. That's him. Moss. It's got to be, you know? Come on, give it to us. Please. Something's wrong with the TARDIS. He's like, have you tried turning it off and on again? Yeah, and then the episode ends. Yeah. <laughs> when they cut like the TARDIS be- on, it's that, it's that starting Windows 98 sound. <laughs> no, it's the whenever he gets a call, message from me. Yeah. <laughs> he would message be a good doctor, though. Yeah, he would. No, it would be. I mean, maybe it would be too tongue in cheek, but they do that. <laughs> but it has it to a point where he's in good standing with Gallifrey. So he calls Gallifrey about the TARDIS. <laughs> and, and, uh, Chris O'Dowd has a cameo as the <laughs> He tried to turn it off and on again. Yeah. TARDIS technical that. support. Yeah. And he does, he does, he does that. It's hard. He does it and it works. Yeah. yeah. You got to reboot the TARDIS. <laughs> you certainly yeah. don't want to end up with invalid memory. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So, uh, so what are we watching next week? Uh, the Abyss, right? Oh, yeah. The Abyss. I think I'm, this is the first uh, alien movie I ever watched. This is the very first one. Really? Yeah. We we had a copy of it on VHS oh, wow. at the house. This, and, 
This is definitely one of my favorites. I remember watching this as as a kid, like, and it's been one of the first. And then, of course, Fire in the Sky later on. But yeah, I remember this one. It wasn't Alien. Right. It was this. Yeah, I I watched it early. I don't. I may have watched this before. I'm pretty sure I watched this before Close Encounters. Like I didn't uh, even know they were aliens. Yeah, I mean they, they never like, say it. No, they never flat out say they're aliens. When I'm a kid and I'm watching, I'm like, it's fucking water people. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's you know? Waterworld. Yeah, where's Kevin Costner? <laughs> it's the sequel to Waterworld. Yeah, except it's good, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah, next week the abyss. I'm excited. Um hit us up on the socials. When we get a hundred Twitter followers, we're gonna have a poll. We're all gonna shave our heads. Oh. <laughs> yeah. We should have a poll to see who has to shave their head. Okay. All right. Travis you in? No, they have to shave their eyebrows off. <laughs> your head oh, and man. your eyebrows. Yeah, you can't do that, man. You gotta take a powder picture. <laughs> you gotta dress up like powder and go like order some coffee somewhere. Yeah, I was struck by lightning when I was in my mother's stomach. Yeah, you gotta sit down at the table and start rubbing that spoon, yeah. making a lot of noise. Some weird movie. Look. Yeah, it's good though, man. I love it's a that book, movie. right? Hey, uh, the guy that wrote that book did some fucked up shit. Really? Yeah, I don't. I can't remember if it was like a child molester. There's something. There's something bad. Like, yeah, I remember. We'll get into that <laughs> when we watch Powder. We'll get into it. Powder will happen. Yeah, know? why not? Yeah, it's got damn. I uh, think the last time I watched Powder was the first time I watched it. Really? <laughs> Which is around the time it came out. No shit. Wow. And I mean, that's I just wonder- not one that I'm like. You know what? I want to watch tonight. Powder. <laughs> you know what I'm I mean, have you ever thought that? Like, people come over, you guys want to watch Powder? Sure, Hot Water Burn Baby, you know? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, yeah, check us out on the socials. Check out, uh, you know, Podcast Time Forgot. Yeah. Tell them that we sent them, sent you to them. And then. I don't know, harass them. If or we something. send them a hundred followers, they got to shave their eyebrows off. Oh my God. That would be, that would be amazing. You think they'd do it? No. <laughs> Nobody's going to do that. The one dude works at baggage, so he'd have to fucking draw them on. Really, he'd have to suffer the consequences. Order some fake real. eyebrows offline and wear them like, Super sir, your eyebrows head. don't crooked. Yeah, is it? <laughs> My bad he fixes it. Yeah, can you adjust it for Looks me? It's like a caterpillar. <laughs> um, so, yeah, check us out. Uh, let us know what you thought about the uh, episode, what you think about um, um, Close Encounters, if you like it, if you like Richard Dreyfus, Tweet Richard yeah. Dreyfus and mention the podcast. Yeah. Please, you know. If Richard Dreyfus will follow us, we'll all shave our eyebrows off. Yeah. I'll shave my back. That happens. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah. That's going to take like three days. Yeah, it will. Every night when you come home from work. I have to buy like one of those economy-sized razors. Yeah. You got to get a wholesale account. 
<laughs> shave your bag. Yeah, uh, Dollar Shave Club ain't got shit nah, on man. what I need. You have to join like the hundred Dollar Shave Club. <laughs> it'll be get it'll get real up in here, you know. We need a straight razor. Yeah, for real. <laughs> It'd be easier just to peel the skin off your back. Yeah, it would, man. Yeah, it'd it'd be easier just to burn it all off, you know. <laughs> oh, that would smell so bad. I know. I bet oh. it'd feel weird too. Um, Probably feel good. So, what are we doing? Well, keep on watching, guys. Are you still here? <laughs> Turn it off. Yeah, go home. It's over. What are you doing? Turn it off. Come back next week. Or go back and listen the, to one of the others. Did you hear the news, Adam? What? Checks in the mail. <laughs>